Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. You won't get lost at some point during the show. No promises. No promises, no locks, no guarantees. Coming from someone that uh, took the New York Yankees uh, this afternoon. Yankees are losing right now 3-1. Snells like an upset. Snells like uh, Tampa Bay pooch. I don't smell any team spirit. No. Yankees bats going sour. Tanaka got hit 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 around pretty early in that first inning too. They had a straight hits. He settled down after that. He sure did. Good strikeouts too. Like if you take him, even he gave up a couple runs. His uh, strikeout potential's amazing. But yeah, no. Tampa Bay slapped him around early, and uh, Snell's doing his job. Weird, uh, weird Al Yankovic, um, of course, uh, is the um, the original creator and genius. Well, I guess I should say Mad Magazine. Is the is the creator of Alfred E. Newman? Yeah, of the of the parody. I used to like the fold in things they do, where like a landscape would turn into an ass or something. Great fold ins. That's great. What Bart goes to uh, to Mad Magazine. Yes, right. She goes, "What do you expect, kid?" She goes, "He thinks all kinds of crazy parody. stuff." She goes, "This is just a place of business." <laughs> the door opens and it's like you know, yeah. To people on there's like monkeys running around and unicycles and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, Weird Al Yankovic. Of course, uh, he made uh, he made millions of dollars uh, with parodies. I think you have an opening actually, a cab because Weird Al hasn't done it. But with all the sports names out there, you know, smells like Teen Spirit. Spirit. Yep. Right now, it doesn't have a mass appeal. That's the problem. It only has a, an appeal to sports fans. So Weird Al Yankovic's not going to do it. Because, you know, he's big time and stuff. Like, he's, he's spoofing, uh, you know, Katy Perry songs or whatever yeah. nowadays. But used to, um, used to be Michael Jackson and, and the like. I've seen Weird Al in concert. I bet he was awesome. Was hey, he good? Yeah, he I bet he puts on a real show. He delivered. I like Weird Al a lot. I got a lot of respect He's for sort him. of part comedian, too, right? Yeah, that's like, the he's thing. funny in between songs, right? Like, uh, <laughs> I like Weird Al. Yeah, like, he's... He, <laughs> he knows, is himself. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's never changed. The thing about Weird Al, too, is a lot of guys, like, over time kind of change their way. He's only he's still got the same goofy kind of curls and the, yeah. the way he is. Like, he doesn't uh, play play to the crowd. He does you know what the thing. problem is? He doesn't do a lot of new stuff either no. because there's nothing really iconic enough to do. Yeah. There's, there's so it, much crap, right? Great point. Like, poor it just come, It just comes and goes. Right, like, yeah, whatever, man. Bieber might have had a number one hit. What's yeah. the name of it? Who cares? Yeah. You know what I, mean? I don't know. What's he gonna do? A Drake? <laughs> Is he gonna talk? You know what I'm saying? Started from the bottom, <laughs> ended here. Started from the you know, weird <laughs> Al, like what, outside of an elevator, like. <laughs> 
unlocked in the parking garage. Yeah, like it does it. Yeah, P2, P2. It, it doesn't. There's not enough. You're like right. there's no iconic, you know yeah. what I mean, yeah. for him like to I'm do. I'm bad, I'm fat, you know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no like real great songs anymore, catchy songs or iconic hits anymore. So it could be a, a, a an avenue for you. I'm not going to be around forever, Cam, so I'm trying to give you ideas. Yeah, right? I know. I'm a, I got like, a, a sales. Tail, tailgate barbecue uh, TV show. I, I can't do this stuff for you. No, I know. You know, know. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a pizza deal, but you're right. It's time to well, expand it. Well, That's not going to be you around have a forever. Pizza deal. <laughs> it's not that big. No. <laughs> it's not going to last. You spend more money on pizza yourself than you get yeah, paid for it's that. It's a good company. They take a big chunk out of my check. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah, I'm just trying to give you ideas for the future here. Like, you should do, like, a sports uh, parody spoof uh, record. You know, smells like, like Teen Spirit. What else is there? Give, give me something, Cam. Well, You're the one uh, that's yeah. going to have to do it. Falling down the banister, like for catchers, uh, Brian I, yeah. Bannister, guys like that. Uh, what else do you need? Uh, Falling down the banister. <laughs> We do some Granky Don't Move That Number instead of Ricky Don't Move That Number by that's, Steely Dan. That's very good. Yeah. See, that's what I'm Granky talking about. Granky Don't Move That Number. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. That's going to get a whole album of them. Good call, Marantz. I like your idea. Yeah. Very yeah. strong. Very strong. Be a little market for it yeah. as well. Well, you know, with all the fantasy football names and stuff out there, God, they have volumes and volumes and volumes of that crap. You could put something together. Just for the record, sort of like it is the uh, the anniversary of uh, Elvis's uh, death today on the same day. Aretha Franklin passed away. May she rest in peace. Yep. The uh, the Queen of Soul. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, on this uh, on this uh, on this day, I can't help but uh, think of Colonel Parker. Who, of course, you know, turned Elvis into the media whore that he became. So, just for giving you the idea, I'm like Colonel Parker. I got like, you know. You I want gotta, your vig? Yeah. <laughs> I would, you know, I would say like 10%, but. You want a smooth six? No, no, no. I'm looking for like what uh, what what they're looking for at the, the sports books in New Jersey. 24%. 24%? That's a lot of juice. 24% lines. I don't know if there's 24% lines, actually, for the preseason tonight. Maybe can, maybe somebody can tell us uh, out there, actually, if you got the app. But, in fact, actually, uh, if, our, if our boy Cardano is out there, although Cardano's pretty old to be calling a boy. <laughs> I'll have to say our man. Our man? Yeah, yeah. Our, man. our man. Here comes the man. <laughs> our main man, Mike Cardano. I know he's got the DraftKings app. I'm curious, what's the, um, what's the juice for, like, the preseason games? Because we talk about this. Their rake? As it is now, yeah. Like, as it is now, you need to win, like, 52.8% of the time not to lose money. Like, to show a small yeah. profit, and then you're really just wasting your time if you're only winning 52% of your bets. Uh, but that's at minus 110. So, if you're betting, like, minus 124, like, I know in yeah. week one of the preseason, a lot of the books in, um, especially, the you know, the fantasy books, had like 23 or 24% juice. You're really jacking it up there, man. Yeah. Wow. So That's tough. You know, when you're laying that that type of number, man, you got to win like no, nearly big time. 58, 60% Yeah, almost 60% of the time. Of the time. No, that's a, that, those are very, very high numbers, and that's why a lot of Which guys. Which I can tell you I have not done this week. No, I tell you, I, that's why I know a couple <laughs> Which guys. Which I have not done this week. I know a couple guys that just bet dogs simply for that reason. Always a plus. Like, it has to be even or more, or else they won't even play the game. Guys like Billy the Doorman and stuff who 
by the way, says hi, Moretzi. We're still uh, in our uh, Survivor. Nine teams left. It's amazing. You're down to nine yeah, teams. Yeah, we got Philadelphia this week, though. We're, we split with Boston, and we got and four with the Mets. And what what's the uh, what's the jackpot? You said 20,000? 20, 20 grand, yeah. It's pretty good. If it gets down to, like, two uh, people Oh, oh if it gets down to, like, four, I want to start negotiating. I don't even mind 5K. I just want to get eh, a little money in my pocket. That's not enough. No, that's not Billy's style either. He goes down swinging till the end. I would probably go down swinging, too. I just say that now, but. I need five grand, so I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. If somebody if, if there was four teams left, yeah, and the but guy there's goes, two of you, so it's only twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, he, yeah, that's the thing. He, just, gonna, he, he went, told me he wants it all anyway. Yeah. He, he we talked about it. He goes, no. He goes, if it's one guy, maybe, but he goes, no, we're going all the way. He he doesn't need the money. He's retired. I would uh, I would consider it if it was down to like one other dude. And I was basically, you guys are already getting into the worst teams right now. Oh, yeah, we're playing, like, it's going to get tough so, after this week. We're big. It's we're inevitable. Like, the odds are stacked against you. Eventually, you're going to lose soon. Yep. So, if it got down, I get it. Like, even, you know what? My cutoff would be three people. If they said, all right, there's three guys left. Like, 6,600 or something around that. Yeah. Uh, 66 and change. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with that program. I could use three thousand and change but, just for trips. I don't know. I you know I had a, I had an opportunity to hedge pretty largely in the super contest a couple of years ago, and I didn't. Yeah, and, I, you, and you got it. No, I lost. Oh, I thought no. Well, you I thought you won eighteen grand. Yeah, I would. Oh, it was another time. No, we would have won one hundred and five thousand dollars. Jeez, one hundred and five grand. Yeah, it came down to one game. If the Bears, uh, excuse me, if the if the Packers beat the Vikings, we got one hundred and four thousand dollars. Oh my. God. And if they didn't, we got 56000 Wow. And I knew that going in, pretty much. I didn't yeah. know the exact number. Yeah. But, but you, I knew. You knew the ballpark. No, but I knew there was a difference between, like, dude, it was the last Sunday night game of the year. Oh, yeah. We Minnesota, the Minnesota showed up. It was basically, it was basically, um, we were either, we knew, going into the Sunday nighter, we either finished in eighth place, no worse than eighth, or as high as fourth. And... I was thinking about it before, and I was like, all right, I could bet, but what am I going to do here? And then I thought to myself, I was like, dude, you just got to eighth place in the Super yeah. Contest, the hardest capping contest in the world, with your picks. Why are you going to hedge this pick? Yeah. You took this pick. You like this pick. <laughs> so that was my theory. And then, like, uh, right before the game, you had that that Viking Green Bay feeling. They always uh, play up I tight. Knew, I kind of knew we were screwed. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers screwed. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Like it's not. It's it's just factual. Aaron Rodgers screwed us for fifty thousand dollars. Like point blank. Or you could say Teddy Bridgewater screwed you for fifty thousand dollars. He was the Vikings quarterback yeah, at the yeah. time, if I remember. Yeah, he played well that night. Yeah, he too. did. That was one of his best games. You know what? Yeah. It was for the division title. It was for the division title, and uh, it was so stupid, man. <laughs> like. It was, it was for the division title, and uh, it was in Green Bay, and Minnesota beat them. Yep, never yeah, they won outright. I know, I remember that. Ne- never thought it would happen, and then uh, ironically enough, Minnesota <laughs> ended up losing to next week because they missed the field goal. That's right. Like they they screwed themselves. They played Seattle yeah, yeah, in the ice loose. bowl. In the ice bowl, yeah. And then, and then Seattle the stu- signed Blair Walsh, and, and the guy the stu- who misses the kick. And then the stupid Packers by losing beat the Redskins. It worked out. I for know them. it was so maddening. And then I lost. I had the Redskins the following week because I was like, man, the Packers suck. Man, they screwed us for fifty k last week. Yeah. I was in Vegas this time. 
Thank God I bet a lot on the over, but it was a disaster. I remember that game. Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah, they, they were they were playing with them for a while, and then uh, problems. The defense. problems. Yeah, their defense got torched. What am I thinking? Betting on the Redskins. We all, we all, we. Hey, what about me? I bet Race, on the Browns last year. Racist son of a bitches. <laughs> Fifty thousand dollars swing in one game. Yeah, so I don't, I don't mind hedging when you're broke. But you're right. My partner's like, yeah, so the next time, screw it. Yeah, that's why. Like when people cry, well, we lost my this. It's like, shut up, dude. You know what I mean? You, know, you ever lost $50,000 Sunday Night Football before? Exactly. <laughs> that's life change. $50,000 is a chunk of change. And when I say I don't hedge, I can say I mean it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. At like halftime. <laughs> You're going, what, what, what are we doing? Let's do something. No, at halftime. Because <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, man, I got to call people. Like, I was like, if I got to, you know, because that was another thing, too. You're on like, a team. No, yeah. no, it wasn't that. Even for my own cut. Dude, it's not just easy. To, I don't have $10,000 in a sports book. So I was exactly. thinking, all right, now I got to call a bunch. Of, and I knew a dude, too. I was like, all right, I could call this guy. And I knew I could get five dives in with him. I was like, I could get five in with this guy. And I could get him to put in, like, five on his credit. Yeah, yeah. But then I started thinking, yeah, but if it wins, man, it's really going to piss me off having to give these guys 10K <laughs> after. <laughs> right? So... It's like, amazing the way what money does yeah, to your mind. Like I sort of thought of both sides of it, and I was like, nah, nah. And I, I had, I think I had about seven or eight hundred bucks or something in one one account, and it bothered me to do it. But I was like, Ugh. yeah. And I bet on the I Vikings would, money line. I would have thought, hey, great. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just out of principle, like so. Smart move. Yeah, yeah. But I lost fifty fifty thousand yeah. dollars, and I won like six eighty back in one book. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a stupid thing. Like, I didn't handle the success well. It's okay. There's a you know what it was? It was like, you know, after all these years of failure and stuff, and you know what I mean? It was. You felt like a winner. Let it roll, baby. Ah, we won. Yeah, it yeah. was just. You yeah, know. you're feeling good. That, yeah, and what do you do when you feel good? You let it ride. I got to tell you, though, I thought, though, that it was the start of something special. Because I rolled into Vegas, and I should have known that it was going to be a bad trip because that's the trip that I uh, violated Federation uh, aviation law. Oh, the, the, the I had, open, I had like, open container? I had like seven LVPD waiting for me like a terrorist getting off the plane. <laughs> oh, nightmare. <laughs> I talked my way out of that. Nice. Spot. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I got booted out of the hotel and I ended up at Hooters. Yeah, they'll treat you, they'll treat you right. Yeah, so yeah, it sort of started off a little crazy. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's the last thing I wanted, too. But nevertheless. It's kind of like our last trip. Oh, it's cut, kind of I, around, nothing goes smooth. I cut my foot somehow. I don't even know how. I woke up. It's like my socks all bloody and stuff. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? You've got a tendency to fall downstairs and <laughs> kick the. Yeah, you always hurt your legs or feet when uh, things happen. No, I found out T-Bone told me I fell out of a taxi. He goes, really? dude, like you fell out of a moving taxi last night. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, this thing off to a great start. So it's crazy, though, but I didn't lose the money. So I had the money and, like, zipped up. And oh, yeah. I would have happened. <laughs> so I woke up. I'm all injured. I'm like, wow, I still got the money. And uh, it was the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. And oh, yeah. uh, I went up to the window, and I had, like, a lot of money on me, right? Pretty dangerous. I was kind of wasted. Yeah. Saturday afternoon. Uh, not good with all the grifters around. You got to uh, be yeah. careful. So I roll into the book, and uh, I bet $3,000. On the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and I put two thousand dollars on the under, and I won both bets. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It I, don't was think, I don't even think Houston scored. Nah, it was like yeah. it was like seventeen nothing. Oh, it was, yeah, it was. They, they were twenty four nothing. Yeah, they scored. Went like, ding, 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 ding. 
No, it was an easy win. Yeah, the chefs. And at this point, it's like, holy crap, man. We just finished an eighth. We just won 5K on yeah, the first yeah. NFL playoff. Yeah, game. you're starting to think you might buy a home if things continue to go well. Now I'm That's thinking, why you like property. I'm thinking, yeah. like, life-changing. Yes. Even though I'm kind of buzzed, I'm like, man, this is getting real, Marenzi. I was like, you're a couple of wins away from buying a condo. Yeah. That, and I was going to buy a ring for this chick, and I was like, this is getting real. I was like, I'm going to buy her, like, a you know, $10,000 ring. I'm going to buy a condo. Nice. I'm going to go to the Palms with, like, 50000 cash at the end of the weekend and say, give me the condo. Right, <laughs> and then it started too. That's the night I moved a number in Vegas. Really? Yeah, at Cantor Gaming, I moved the number statewide. What game? Because they knew they were like, this guy finished in eighth place in a super contest. He just hit us for five dimes this morning. So, dude, I had people coming up to me, "Who you taking?" <laughs> like left and right, <laughs> right. So it was all these people around the book watching, and I went up. Boom, put it down. $5,000. Cincinnati Bengals. Stupidest thing I ever did. Bengals. So, $5,000, Dan. <laughs> Five grand on the Bengals. Then I'm like three dimes on the total. Boom. And uh, they're all like, you know, bells are ringing and stuff like that. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh, we move the number. Move the number. Move the number. number. Yeah, I moved the total one full point, and I moved the spread a half a point. <laughs> Dude, it was torture, that game. That's the game that all the Bengals got kicked out late and perfect, like, started punching people. Was it versus Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, but they yeah, were about yeah. to win. Yeah, I know. They were, I, dude, know, like, I know. It was the ultimate, like, you know, what do you think in betting that much money on Andy Dalton years ago? But, it, 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 you it know, whatever. They were time. good. Yep. It was in Cincinnati. Dude, they were going to win. Dalton, like, fumbled the ball. Perfect, like, started punching people. Yep. Got kicked out of the game. And then Andy Dalton, like, fumbled at, like, the, the Bengals' 45-yard line, and it was the win and the total correlated. Oh, God. Yeah. So the 10 that I won was gone from the day. And then then the damage started to settle in, right? I was like, oh, yeah, and I blew 600 here, and I did that. And then I was on the clock suddenly. Like, I better win the next game. And then you can't make this up, man. Then I bet on the uh, – I bet on the um, – Seattle Seahawks on the money line. Yeah. All right. So I bet on the Seattle Seahawks on the money line. And uh, all these people are in a casino, and they're all like, this guy's the luckiest guy, like, in the city. People like, you know, my legend was growing on this trip. So I'm standing there. He's about to kick the field goal. And I say in front of everybody, he's going to miss. He missed. <laughs> people were coming up to me like I was the miracle man. Right? And then the next game, they were like, who are you on? Who are you on? And I told them, Redskins upset. <laughs> They're going to beat the Packers. Let's go. And I, I went up to the window. I was like six times. Bang, bang. I put like three or four on the over, too. Whatever. It ended poorly. By the end of the night, I was in a very bad mood. And you're right. I thought I was going to get robbed at Hooters. <laughs> it yeah, was like, it yeah. happens when you got a lot of money and, right. and you're wasted. All right, let's bring. Uh, so we actually, are we with no breaks tonight? What's the deal? Is this BBC Radio Sunday? Yeah, hello. <laughs> we have Jeff Nathan on, big man on campus. Huh? Big man. Gabe, I was going to tell you something that happened today, buddy. We had, uh, I was watching the golf, and uh, Brent Snedeker, he shot a 27 
on uh, the, the the front nine, his back nine. He shot a 59 today. I know. 59! You have on your... No, uh, I don't have... And you know me and him. I take that guy every single week. Oh, man. So frustrating. So frustrating with Snedeker because I, I I always take him in third. I haven't checked in on my uh, I haven't checked in on my DraftKings lineup. Yeah, a couple guys, your guys. I think Kirk was three under. All right, so yeah, big man on campus will join us after the break. Oh, okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sounds good. The break's already short enough. So what? <laughs> Is it like commercial free radio now? <laughs> Someone's got to pay our salaries, yeah, people. It's a good point, Gabe. Good point. Never know what's going to happen to the sports book. I'll tell you what, the uh, quickest way to get fired in the radio industry is, oh, we forgot to go to the brakes. <laughs> Marcus Cato is a baseball-loving 20-year-old Californian. In May, he was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. Marcus now needs a bone marrow transplant from an unrelated donor to survive. The National Bone Marrow Registry is made up of only 7% African Americans, which means Marcus, who is biracial, faces a unique challenge to find a match. Take on the challenge with DKMS. Register today to be a bone marrow donor at DKMS.org. decisions fantasy sports network i am gabriel morenci what's going on in the windham camp yeah lots of stuff's going on morenci i told you brent snedeker a guy that i actually met when i went down to the master news was nice to me it didn't brush me off like some guys did uh yeah i shot a smooth 59 today 11 under at sedgefield and when you really break it down gabe there's only a few guys like when you look at 59s on the PGA Tour, Jim Furyk did it twice, a couple other guys, Al Guyberger, but 59. I know, like, guys are only, like, four. Like, he, he's out of the gate. I wouldn't say, obviously, it's a golf tournament and there's three more rounds, but a guy of his caliber to be leading like that and to shoot that score, 27. Imagine taking 27 strokes in nine holes. Like, that is wow. absolutely unbelievable. We talked, we talked about how easy this course was going to yeah, play. He's a streaky, streaky guy, too. Like, when he gets that putter going, because he hits it, you, you know what? He had a little bit problem spraying the ball, but, man, Brent Snedeker, when it comes to short game, chipping and putting, pff, like Zach Johnson, one of the best in the world. And today, he just destroyed this course. Unbelievable. Uh, the New York Yankees have the bases loaded with nobody out. Ooh, let's see. If what, in the ninth? Yeah, let's see if these son of a bitches could come back. I could use them. We're joined by a Yankee fan right now. Big man on campus steps up and in. What's going on, big man? How are you guys? Hey, big man. I'm hoping the Yankees can come back here. You know, like uh, I jumped in early on the on the in game of this game, and uh, here they are right now. Bases loaded, nobody out in the bottom of the ninth inning. It'd be nice to if we can uh, cash in and at least send this game to extra innings. But I'd rather just get a damn win right now. Yeah, well, here's the here's the sad part, though, Gabe. You know, Greg Bird's up, and then Brett Gardner, and then Roman. So hopefully, Bird can do me something and, here. This guy's a six ERA in the game right now. Me, so let's go. 
People always say when I wear a Yankee jersey, yeah. I look like Brett Gardner. I got faith in, yeah. in, a, in the white bald guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. You, are, you actually do a little bit, a little bit. You kind of a little bit like Gardner. He's got more of like a jock kind of face though than you. You got like more of a regular face. He's got more. Jo- <laughs> he's got more like athlete jock face. Well, it's because he's yeah. a professional baseball no, player. No shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> If I were to tell you I'm on the Rays, you guys would probably be pissed, which I am. I hope you lose. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I hope you lose. <laughs> it's okay, big man. Whatever happens is going to happen. That's it. All right, hey, here Jim, we go. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting Gabe, but I'm looking forward to meeting you as well. Me too, big man. No, and Gabe was telling me, uh, we know we're going to go hit, go hit, uh, hit, you hit got, the sports hit me. the buffet. So this loser just popped out. Play. No, he yeah, popped Greg out in foul territory. Yeah. yeah. The bases are loaded. The one thing you don't want to do is it's pop out. Well, at least not a double play. Yeah. At least not a double play, yeah. but, like, really, dude? He's brutal, Greg Bird. Brutal. <laughs> this Yankee Funny. lineup's not instilling fear into anybody these days. No, they need judge back. I mean, that's just bad this, hitting. It's situational hitting. And Sanchez... When Sanchez went down, things got yeah, bad. It's true. And, you know, we talked about it. Remember what I was saying? They were 14 and 14 over the span of a month, actually, for a while. They're lucky they went out and go, got Hap. Like, I know Tanaka t- t- toned it down, but you look at look at the pitching, too, with some of these guys. When they roll out Sonny Gray, he's been, a, he's been a gas can. Like, the Yankees, in comparison, they got no bats, yet Boston, everything they do, it's, uh, even though losing to Philadelphia last night, they're just heads and shoulders better than them. But you, in every you have department. to look at, like, coming into the season, I mean – the Yankees have a great lineup, and they get a good bullpen. But, I mean, you can't honestly say you wouldn't rather have Sal and Price. I mean, there's absolutely no one on the Yankees that are even as good as David Price. I mean, they have good pitchers, but there's nothing head over heels. And you look at what they added. I mean, Jay Happ's a good pitcher, and I think he can give you some playoff outings. And Tanaka's generally good there. But, like, Lance Lynn's not moving the needle. I mean, it, I don't understand why he went into the season with Luis Severino. He's a nice player, but you had to figure out to get a cold chick, and you're getting one right now at the worst time of the season. They need to make sure they get into the playoffs, let alone – they're not winning the AL East. That's over. But you got to make sure you just get into the playoffs at this point because Oakland, Seattle, all these teams are, are surging. Yeah, big man, I know Chapman's got one of the best arms in baseball, but when he's out there and I have money on the Yankees, I get nervous. He's just one of those guys yeah, like you know, with the stuff that he because he walks guys. And Brett, that's what freaks me out. Brett Gardner strikes out. He strikes out too? Wow. Jesus well, you have the bases Christ, loaded with nobody no, else. Against the, the race, against race, no name closer. With a 6 ERA. I mean, yeah, he's got a 6 ERA, Brent. This guy's a guy, like gas can. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Unbelievable. This is, this is this Well, Romine steps up sometimes. Come on, Romine. Romine lettuce. Yeah, Romine. Time for some Romine, yes. A little Caesar salad with Romine. You better hope it's a chef salad or something <laughs> good here, not just like... Uh, you want chicken in the salad? I mean, he you swings gotta, it. You yeah, he swings and misses it a bit. Dude, this, this is the worst of bats I've ever seen. Yeah, they the worst are. of bats, like uh, Bird pops out like to, to the dugout. Gardner just swings at junk. Romine just swung at a pitch on the like basically like every pitch they're just swinging and missing. I was thinking you guys might have money on the Sheffield Wednesday game this afternoon. There's a Eng- English soccer match. Wish I should have. <laughs> well, here's the thing though, guys. That that's a the cup game. It's the England it's the EFL league. So it's uh by the way, guys, a little piece of info for you. That that tournament is generally in the middle of the week. And what the big teams do is they'll pull all their players out. 
literally every game goes over. Every game's like 3-2, two, 2-2. Two, two. It's like the MLS game, seriously. I bet it a middle of the week. I mean, every game, somebody game 5-1, 4-2. It's a nutty, nutty league. Because they put in, like, decent England teams against, like, really, like, fourth-level teams. So the fourth-league teams try hard, and the other group just score goals because they're better than the other team. I'm telling you, ESL Cup, bet overs. Yeah, I wish uh... – should have jumped out of you over last night in that Duke Ryerson game, yeah. actually. <laughs> All right, so here the Yankees, one pitch away from uh, choking this away. Bases loaded, nobody out watching. Here comes a swing and miss. And there's the swing and the miss. Yeah. High cheese, he goes for it. What a pathetic Some of the worst disgrace. at I've ever seen. I mean, just horrendous. Yeah, great job, New York. Great, great job, man. Great freaking job. Lose they can't beat the race. Two to the race. This will be 8 of 10. They've lost to the fucking race. Or, sorry, the damn race. Sorry. <laughs> That's a damn. Yeah, I can understand your frustration. No, it's true. The the Rays are just one of those teams that uh, the Yankees they they just don't deal with them very well. The Yankees always screw me, man. Well, they're favorites too. That's the, that's the problem with these guys. Got to lay juice. Well, Tanaka on the hill today. You know, Tanaka gave up two early runs, yeah, but yeah, he settled down. Snell was just good, man. He just they had they couldn't get anything going against him. Guy's a wicked pitcher. It's frustrating. All right. Um, Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots tonight. Who are you taking, Cam? Who do I like in that one? Are you betting that game? Um, I'm not sure if I actually am going to bet that game. I really, I, I really like uh, one of these preseason games, but I'm starting to like uh, another one as well. I was thinking about taking the Jets tonight against I the do. Redskins. I do like the Jets. Because but... I think I, I like their, their quarterback play a lot better. Guys are fighting for positions. And the line has moved in Washington's favor, which makes me like it even more. No, the Jets are uh, now. Oh, is it, is it really? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Jets are now minus one and a half. Minus one and a half? Wow. Um, so uh, Philadelphia and the Patriots, it's not a Super Bowl rematch. It is in name only um, and, and in Jersey only. Um, so it's the Nate Sudfeld show here tonight, basically. That's who I'm going to be looking at in DraftKings. We'll get to that a little bit uh, later on. So uh, what, what's uh, what's the deal with the Philadelphia Eagles camp uh, so far? Seems to be pretty uneventful. I mean, Carson Wentz is still holding out hope. He's going to be ready for uh, for week one, I see. Um, not really a lot of storylines, which is, you know, no news is good news if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, in my opinion, big man. you got Mike Wallace playing tonight, going to try to replace Torrey Smith, another guy yeah. who just runs straight down the field and catch one pass a game. <laughs> so it looks like status quo. Um, but without being stated, so what's what's going on with uh, with the Eagles? Well, you know, I don't think a ton's going on. I think it's really just about getting these guys healthy. I mean, you know, obviously Tory or uh, 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 Carson Wentz is obviously injured. You're trying to get him back. You're not going to see him in the preseason. Alshon Jeffrey's coming back. But I think it's really just about getting some of these guys reps. You know, Dallas Goddard had a great first preseason game. Sutfield made a mistake or two. One of the uh, uh, interceptions was on. Uh, the receiver, but overall, it's been fairly uneventful. It's really just about shoring up the linebacker spots. You know, you, you lose Patrick Robinson last year in the secondary. It's getting some of those guys like Sidney Jones and, and 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 players like that some some reps. But yeah, it's been uneventful, which is good. I don't really want eventful. Uh, there's a good um, there's a good little quarrel going on at our linebacker right now. But other than that, this this roster is pretty much set. Um, I would look probably over the number. I'm not a preseason better, but you know, Nate Sutfeld will be in most of the game. You know, I think for the most part, you're gonna they're they're gonna give up points. That that they're some of their depth is poor in the secondary. And the Patriots have some major question marks in their corner uh game as well. They have some more questions I think than answers there. Plus, you're gonna get Brian Hoyer, you're gonna get some capable quarterbacks. 
you know, that can move the football for the most part. And you look at the first game, the Eagles give up some points. I think it's 42. I'd probably look over the number. Yeah, 42 and a half right now. And I'll tell you something, guys. Vegas has made a little bit of an adjustment. Take a look at all the games tonight. 41, 42 and a half, and 43. The first week, Marenzi, almost every single game went over the number. You saw oh, that. They, they were low totals, and bam, six, they were smashing them, man. Six and two to the over last yeah. Thursday, which means it'll probably be six and two, two to, to the, the under, under yeah. this week. I right? think but you're right. One, real quick, one position to take a look at for the Eagles, and it's going to help you guys if you're looking at a total. The running back situation is quite interesting for the Eagles. Obviously, Clement, Ajayi, and Sproles are guarantees, but you have uh, Donnell Pumphrey, Wendell Smallwood, Matt Jones, and then Josh Adams out of Notre Dame. Josh Adams has a leg up right now. He's had a good camp, but these other guys, you know, i.e. Smallwood and Pumphrey. Pumphrey I think Pumphrey's going to get guys. cut. I think he's going to get he, cut, yeah, Pumphrey. He can't stay healthy. Last week, he didn't play most of the season last year. Last week, he had every reason to play. He pulls his hamstring in warm-ups. The guy can't stay healthy. But you have an interesting dynamic at linebacker because there's three guarantees. You're probably going to have one more roster spot. Josh Adams at Notre Dame look good, but maybe Smallwood. That'll be an interesting battle at running back for those guys. Yeah, you know what? There's Matt, Matt, Jones. Matt Jones for tonight, they were saying he's going to get a lot of touches. He's actually my running back yeah, uh, for tonight. Yeah, I got him there too. He's going to get uh, touches. Um, yeah, everyone else is secure, obviously. So they're going to see if more of a veteran on to the fourth string. As a, yeah, as opposed to like rookies and second years. He's a little bit more of a veteran, you know, had some time at Washington. Yeah, I think that's an interesting uh, matchup to watch uh, for the Eagles. I got uh, Dallas Goddard as my uh, my tight end. Me too. Me too. We got the same guys. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I'm going with uh, really Goddard right. there. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's my Great. quarterback too. Wow. you got Interesting. Very interesting. I'm taking Sudfeld tonight just because I think he's going to play the most. Um, all right, big man, before we get you out of here, our boy uh, Pete Annapolis is going to join us, although I guess he's pretty old, too. I don't know if I call him a boy either. Everyone's old. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, like, silver hair. <laughs> so, yeah, Pete, Pete Annapolis is going to join us. He's, he's going to be doing the uh, color analyst uh, job on uh, on Canadian national television for uh, McGill University taking on Duke on Sunday. Nice, nice. And of course, so Duke was on ESPN last night, and uh, they played against Ryerson University in Toronto uh, last night in Cam's backyard in Mississauga. Actually, Duke were thirty five point favorites. I didn't see the number before the game. Obviously, it's been a rough week for us. It crept up on us, but I got in on it at halftime at plus twenty six and a half. Duke ended up winning by 19. Yeah, Ryerson with the cover. Yeah, and I tell you what, <laughs> Ryerson could have lost by single digits. Yeah. They have this white dude on Ryerson that he's their three-ball guy. Like, every team's got the white guy that hits the three. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's the dude, and he couldn't buy one last night. And they were saying, you know, this guy normally hits, like, 55% of his threes. I don't know if it was the rim, if it was nerves. They're a pretty good Duke. team. They're a good team, man. They battled. I know. You know, they were. the problem is, it was just, the difference was Duke hit their threes. And the big difference was, too, you'd see Ryerson, big man, they'd make nice plays and stuff. But, man, it was like kids against giants in yeah. the paint, right? Like the Ryerson <laughs> yeah, guys. The, size. the Ryerson guys, like, it was like, nice pass, nice backdoor screen. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, shit. You know, there's Zion Williamson waiting, waiting there. It's like Ryerson yeah. had this seven foot two dude yeah. that had a couple of nice dunks. It was like Princeton versus like they battled. Golden State Warriors. They battled, but everyone was talking. Uh, Zion sort of got the, the spotlight last night because of a couple of flashy dunks. Uh, R.J. Barrett ended up scoring 34 on his home court, like he's from the, you know, the neighborhood where the, the, the arena was even. But uh, what, what was your take on Because these two, these two are freshmen impact players that, you know, are going to be lottery picks in the NBA next year. 
Yeah, I, I think first of all, last night that one of the big problems Duke had was they didn't really have a ball handler. I mean, Trey Jones was out. I mean, there's a lot of messy turnovers. Listen, the, the, the jury is out for me still in Zion Williamson. I think he's a tremendous talent. I've watched the kid since he started in high school back at Spartanburg Catholic. And look, the, the, the one issue you have is his weight. I think he obviously needs to get that in check. If he were to go to the NBA right now, guys, he would be the second heaviest player in the league. And he has to figure out the weight stuff because you know, obviously we know that that's an issue. But he also has to do something other than the open floor. Hit a jump shot. So it's easy to run out and dunk on people. You're right. I need to see a little bit more of a dynamic. I know. I saw Twitter was freaking out. Oh, he's amazing. It was like, hey, he dunked it. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks to a big man on campus. Segment flew by with big yeah. man. We're uh, we're jam packed at today. Pete Annapolis going to step up and in. We got Ben Kramer, DailyRoto.com's very own Ben Kramer will join us. We'll talk some CFL. Although we should note the CFL Friday. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's no more Thursdays for the rest of the season. Friday night football tonight. Yeah, Thursday, no Friday. Which, for the life of me, I never understand their logic of uh, not playing on the weekends all year long until no. there's college football <laughs> exactly. and NFL football. Yeah, they're in the boardroom. Hey guys, like there's, there's I, I got a great idea. All summer, there's like maybe like you know three or four <laughs> Sunday games. I like know. once in a while, there's a game on Sunday in the summer to CFL. Saturday. That night. is until September. And then and for some reason in September, they're like, you know what? Let's go head-to-head with the NFL in college. I got a great idea. And that's that's when the ESPN contract expires. Yeah. Stuff. See you, guys. <laughs> like, you'll notice like ESPN will show every CFL that's game right. up until next week as soon as they have college football yeah. back. And then it'll be to the CFL. All right, listen, you'll be on ESPN Plus on the Internet, yeah. and uh, we'll show the great cup. Get back to us in six weeks yeah. when you're take, in your take playoffs. A, take a over. break and call us later. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring in Pete Annapolis uh, right now. Uh, Pete, always a pleasure. It's uh, Pete's, of course, uh, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen. Uh, so he knows college uh, basketball inside out, a basketball lifer. Now a, a color analyst with RDS, Champlain uh, College, uh, and more. want to talk a little NBA. Just Daryl Morey said something I thought was pretty stupid today, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. But, Pete, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Gabe. How you doing today? So, uh, Pete, well, I'll tell you what, um, I'm a little, uh, I guess I should be a little bit of a shame, uh, a shame because uh, last night, Jay Billis, Jay Billis pretty much had to show up everybody in Canada, including Dan Showman, like the entire damn broadcast last night. He's like, uh, how many points are on the Canadian flag, Dan? <laughs> who's the, uh, you know, who's the mayor of Victoria, Dan? 
Dan's like, I don't know, no. Jay. He's like, well, I thought you were Canadian. <laughs> and, like, Jay Billis, like, knew everything about everything about everything last night. It was getting to the point, yeah, like. Yeah. You, you read your Canadian. Oh, uh, yeah. Handbook. I was like, dude, we get it, Jay. You're a smart guy, all right? Like, he went to Duke. Yeah, I know. Nobody <laughs> was. Like, he was like, did you know about the railroad? And, like, he yeah. started, like, getting deep and yeah. stuff. And he was like, holy crap, Billis, we get it. You're a smart dude. But I actually enjoyed it. It was cool. It was funny hearing Jay Billis talk about um, he's going to go to the Rodeo Drive of Canada up in Yorkville and stuff, and he's excited about that. And he's like, he's like, you know, I've been here two days, and I'm hooked on this Tim Hortons coffee. He goes, I have their app on my phone. I've been there 11 times already. <laughs> so, but you know what? Good for Ryerson. They get, they get mainstream attention. They were on ESPN last night. I think it was a confidence builder for Ryerson a little bit. They made plays, man. I, I don't know. You might know the kid's name. The white guy on Ryerson, their three-ball shooter, he just couldn't buy a damn bucket. A couple of buckets fall for them. They lose by single digits last night. I think Ryerson got something positive out of it. I thought Duke got something positive out of it. But let me ask you something, Pete Annapolis. Why the hell doesn't Duke play Carlton? Oh, you're playing Ryerson. Because no one? You're playing the U of T. Come on. Me, you, I, you I, me, Pete, and we'll get a couple hate, of guys from the playground. I hate we'll, to say it. They're actually nervous. Yeah, they don't want to. No. They don't want the competition. Carlton is amazing. And that's the whole thing. You're going to play McGill. You know what? You don't know? beat down McGill and U of T. Ryerson's the best. Aren't they the best yeah, out of the three? Out of those three. Yeah. And you put in context, guys. Carlton University in Ottawa went 5-0 and again this year against NCAA competition. They beat the Cincinnati Bearcats, Ole Miss. South Dakota State right. twice and Maryland uh, Eastern Shore once. Lowest margin of victory was 18 points against the Cincinnati Bearcats. They murdered teams. They destroyed everybody. So, yeah, it's it's fun seeing Duke here, but it's pretty clear Coach K doesn't want any part of Carlton in the preseason. He doesn't want to, like, risk losing one of these games. Well, I've always said that uh, Coach K is one of the greatest coaches of all time. And about seven, eight years ago, I started realizing when he was doing his non-conference schedule, there will never be a road game versus a quality team outside of Duke. And if they would, they would play them in New York City at Madison Square Garden uh, on a neutral site. I mean, he's very strategic. Uh, He understands what the brand is. I mean, Coach K is playing it well, wanted to come to Canada, but there's no question that a Duke-Carlton game would go down to the wire. I probably think that um, either team could win this. Carlton is that good. And it's funny, you know, Gabe, I've been organizing these NCAA tours now for nine years here in Montreal. Um, you know, we got the Bearcats and a lot of the teams here. Duke's doing it on their own. I mean, that's why they have their, their logo on center court. With ESPN. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the home team. Yeah, I know, that's the best. It's in our backyard. Hey, Duke's at home. Like, are you kidding me? But, but Dan, I'll, I'll, Dan Shulman know, said, Dan Shulman said the crowd, the crowd is actually cheering for Duke, uh, even though... <laughs> Even though this is in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And they got their own logo there. And I'm and I was texting with Jay Billis earlier today about when he's gonna be coming to Montreal. I wanna take them out to a couple of places. He's gonna love Montreal. Gonna, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm organizing that and then I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him, I'm gonna say, Hey, you know, you're always for the athletes and the athletes should get paid, but you're flying in a private jet with Coach K heading over to Canada <laughs> tour <laughs> and Duke's making all this money off this tour. So what about the players, Jay? Well, where's the players uh, portion of that? But that's going to be another discussion. But make listen, yeah, listen, good point, Pete. When you say, well, Jay, you know what? Jay's actually pretty – Jay's not one of the narrow-headed guys about the student-athletes. You know, I've heard him state that he thinks they should be paid in the yep. past. So yep. – uh, but you know what? You know, Jay Billis, I imagine, and I respect Jay. I think he's great. 
uh, I imagine, you know, he drinks finer wines, Cam. He's not drinking, like, uh, you know, Miller High Life. No, no, he drinks, like, like champagne. No, no, he doesn't drink natural like ice. He's drinking, yeah. like, he's going for dinner in Yorkdale yeah. tonight. He drinks yeah, beers right? with hops in them. <laughs> <You're here. laughs> so, just sort of, you've got to force him to eat a poutine. Yo, good call. Good call. Yeah, you got to force him to eat a poutine, Pete. Like, yeah. crank, crank Jay Billis like a poutine. Well, we're going to drive him right in front of Schwartz, and we're going to throw him in there, and he's going to have smoked meat and poutine no matter what. But um, to answer your question, uh, Dave Smart and, and is a good friend of mine, head coach at Carlton. He told me two months ago, right, when Duke was coming down, uh, he says, I will play them in Montreal, Pete. I will play them in Toronto. I offered them. If you can, put it out there. I'm willing to play yeah. them anywhere. And he has. Last year, he played Siena University in Montreal. I mean, usually he likes playing at home, but Dave Smart, Carlton, they'll play anybody anywhere. Uh, but it seems that Coach Kane, Duke, uh, avoided them. Ryerson uh, is a top three team in the country, and we saw why, even though they lost their best player last year, Derisa, who's going on to play professionally. I mean, Ryerson is a team where Reyna's built a sustainable program there. They weren't afraid of Duke. They took it at them. Um, but... I mean, University of Toronto and McGill, it's unfortunate because McGill lost five key players with their team last year. It would have been a lot more competitive. But you look at Duke, right? There are two guys that took 60 shots yesterday was Williamson and R.J. Barrett, right? I mean, this yeah. is a five, it's a freshman team. Uh, I mean, Cam Reddish didn't play and Trey Jones didn't play. I'm not quite sure if they'll play the rest of the tour. Um, but Coach K right now has freshmen. And with freshmen, yeah, there's the talent. Williamson's a beast, and Barrett's going to be a top three pick, maybe the number one pick. But if you get a close game, these guys, Carlton Raven guys, they've been there four or five years. They play 12 months a year. and they got That was his first NFL. game. Yeah. That was their yeah. first game, too, Duke. Yeah, correct. First game, first game on the yeah. tour. Yeah. So, I mean, it would have been epic, and I think probably Carlton could beat Duke with this freshman team and with some of the injuries, but – Listen, uh, it's unfortunate it won't happen. We'll get University of Toronto on Friday. We'll get McGill on Sunday. Uh, but nevertheless, the Ravens would make the NCAA tournament. The Ravens are a team uh, that could be a Sweet 16 team. They're that good. They beat Cincinnati without three starters by 20 points. And this kid, Eddie Echior, uh, six foot eight, six foot nine, power forward. He might make the NBA one day. He was originally going to go to Xavier, had to come back to Carlton. Watch out for that guy, kid's name. I mean, he would have took it to Zion Williamson last night. It would have been a big matchup. But, hey, uh, Duke's going to love their tour to Canada. And like my former UMass editor uh, who works for the newspaper in UMass in Boston and Amherst, you know what he said? Foreign, terms, uh, foreign tours were always about team chemistry, team bonding. Duke has made it about making money and about recruiting. I mean, they're going to re- get every best player in Canada now that's a yeah, top five yeah. guy because when they, that logo, that brand, man, oh, man. I mean, everybody's wearing Duke. In Montreal, people, that's all they're talking about this game here on Sunday. Yeah. Barrett, uh, so Barrett should have went excited. to Michigan. Should have been yeah. nice for you if Barrett went to Michigan. <laughs> he considered it. Um, we'll be the only show in the world, actually. This is what makes it so cool. Uh, to tell you guys uh, right now that uh, Robert Morris University, yeah, Robert Morris is currently winning ninety to seventy three against uh, Pyro Bell Killister uh, from Dublin, Ireland, in wow. the, the Irish Professional League. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Rob, Rob, Robert Morris is winning ninety seventy five. Yeah, Robert right now. Morris is pretty good. It's about two minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Moore's been uh, smoking the ball game. Yeah, hey, they came out 
Second quarter, the team from Ireland, uh, they were up there, a pro team from Ireland. It was 18-14. That was a good one. Gabe Robert Morris smoking them all game. Yeah, I like Robert that. Morris. Pardon, pardon the punt. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Very well done. Yeah, big, big, big win for Robert Morris. I swear to God, Pete, I remember years ago, and, I, you know, you and I are old, so I think this, I don't, I'm pretty sure Judd Heathcote was still the coach. And mm-hmm. it was the Harlem Globetrotters versus Michigan State, except it was real. It was on ABC. <laughs> it was like Saturday Wild World of Sports type yeah, deal. They used to do cool stuff. And it was yeah. sort of like, you know, around this time of the year before the college basketball season started. And it was the Harlem Globetrotters playing for real against Michigan State. And it was a freaking battle, man. Yeah. Like Michigan State won by like two points or something. Like they hit a three at the buzzer type of thing. And it was crazy, like watching the Globetrotters. I think Globe they have Steve Smith there. I think they have Steve Smith on the Yeah, team. yeah, I think he was there, exactly. Because the Globetrotters, they're men. They have chemistry with each other and stuff. Yeah, like, but what, what it was, though, but it wasn't the famous Curly Neal, Lemon guys. Like, those guys were damn good, right? You know, it was sort of, you know, it was like a guy from Pitt. Yeah. It was a guy from Pitt from Montreal, Pete. What's the guy's name? Remember there was a guy who played at Pitt from Montreal? He was on the Harlem Globetrotters? Pascal Fleury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Pascal, no offense to him, but. He's not Curly Neal. No, like, he's you know, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> not, not it's still cool. You're a globetrotter, but that is cool. Globetrotters are sort of like Krusty the Clowns. There's like 80 million. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, it's not the same. It's like being a UFC fighter. <laughs> Used to be special. There was like 10 of you. Yeah, now there's lots. Now there's like yeah. 1,800. <laughs> All right, so I want to get to something. I think you and I are going to be on the same page on this uh, here, uh, Pete. Now here's Daryl Morey. Uh, Daryl Morey, general manager of the Houston Rockets, who's like the biggest, you know, fantasy guys love him. So listeners of the station will like him. He's the biggest analytics guy. He's the guy, that, and I like a lot of his thoughts about he's, you know, he's the pretty much the creator of you don't take a two-point shot. You either dunk the ball or you take yeah. a three. Percentages. Like he's all about, you know, modern analytics, right? So um, he appeared on the Dan Patrick show, and Daryl Morey says, um, comparing LeBron James to uh, to Michael Jordan. And he goes, LeBron James, the best player the league has ever been. And he goes, it's actually by quite big of a margin. And he goes, if you basically isolate his stats and take a look at the careers he's had, finally, I think at this point, he's become a bigger margin actually where he's come out ahead. I know that'll be controversial. And I think to myself, okay, I respect the Houston Rockets. They're a fun, entertaining team. Daryl Morey is a smart guy who I respect as a general manager. And then I also ask myself, uh, how many freaking championships has he won with his analytics, Pete? <laughs> yeah, he's not ever made it. <laughs> none. Didn't even make it to the finals. Exactly. So he's talking about, he's talking about, oh, far superior because my numbers and our analytics, it's not even close. Yeah, well, the pro- you, the you, just, you just answered your own question, jackass. The problem with analytics stuff. is they don't take into consideration intangibles and things, <laughs> that, that, things that you can't measure. That is true. <laughs> Listen, uh, I can go on and on about this, and at the end of the day, when you look at back in the day, sports were invented, and I think the ultimate reasoning to sports and why we play the game is to win, right? It seems like now with the analytics, uh, the end game is to have the best statistics, right? Uh, and it's not about winning anymore. So, um, look, he has his own opinion. That's fine. Uh, when he gets to an NBA final, I think then his opinion will have a little bit more validity. But when you look at Michael Jordan, I mean, he has more points, more steals, more blocks. Uh, 
uh, than LeBron James in 71 career, uh, less games. Plus, um, when you talk about more MVPs, you talk about more first-team all-defenses. And then, ultimately, he has more championships, six times in the final six championships. I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. Look, this is why people get upset and start to criticize LeBron for statements like that, when you're going to say that he's better than Michael Jordan. At the end of the day, LeBron is a top five player of all time. Probably might get up to number You know what the problem three. is? LeBron LeBron never says, he never says, you never hear him once ever say, no, 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 Michael's the king. It's, uh, yeah, it's, even, if he doesn't, king. even if he doesn't mean it. Yeah. The humble thing to do is to say, no, 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 I'm not like that. A great Michael Jordan. Come on, yeah. look at all the championships he won. Then we would actually counter back and say, no, no, LeBron, you're great. You're yeah. great. But no, no, he's got to show up with like on his shoes. I am king. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like sure. he's selling himself as that, right? He, yeah. he believes he, he that. He predicted seven championships when he got to Miami. You know how many he won? Two. And he lost two. And then he quit on that team. And then he went to Cleveland, and then he left them again. So, I mean, I understand all that. Look at Magic Johnson, my hero. Arguably, to me, the second best player ever after Michael Jordan. He always says that Jordan's the king. And now he says Kobe's one of the best. If he's not the best Laker. I mean, Magic's humble. But Magic's thing about business, about trying to get players to make money at the same time. But it would be nice if LeBron said, no, man, Jordan's the guy. I'm not going to catch him. And he knows he won't catch him. And that's why he says he's chasing goats. Remember Gabe. Remember Gabe and Cam. In San Antonio, the last year when they lost to the Spurs and he cramped up the whole playoffs, LeBron was like, I'm chasing rings. I'm all about the rings. That's all I care about. That's why I play. Once he lost to San Antonio, six days later, I'm going to Cleveland because I just want to go back home. It's all about going back home to Ohio, right? couple of years later, he's gone as well back to L.A. I've had enough of this guy. And, you know, I've been pretty anti. I've been more negative towards LeBron as well. But one thing I will give him credit for is winning in Cleveland is almost impossible and never happened. Tough town. Yep. Yeah, so he almost deserves, like, double credit for that. I almost want to give him two. <laughs> give him a couple titles yeah. instead? <laughs> I almost – and you know, listen, I, I rarely defend LeBron James, yeah. but – yeah, I almost want to give him two, two, you know, credit for two championships for actually winning in Cleveland, which nobody's been able to do since 1945, I believe it is, the Cleveland Indians. And you know what, Gabe? If he would stop passing the ball to Kyle Korver and George Hill, he probably would have another championship in Cleveland. Yeah, I yeah, can't. Good, uh, good points. Good points. Ball. It's amazing to me, though, Pete, before, before we go, just the difference how close some of these Canadian basketball teams are with guys, all their best players going to the States. It's time for our country to start pumping a little bit more into this stuff, Gabe. It's not like football where Alabama would beat U of T 150 to nothing. They're actually competitive with these guys, with, with, with the players that they got. It's it's pretty impressive. CIS, CIS football would get smashed oh, exactly. much more but so. The, like the basketball yes. is much more competitive. Yes, yes, exactly. Like Way more basketball. The basketball is more advanced, no question. Yeah. I think like, look, more funding. They three, three the whole year. We got to get out of here, but three with RJ Barrett going to be the number one pick. That'll be three of the last five picks in the NBA draft will be Canadian. Yep. That's not in the NFL. <laughs> 2020 Olympics, we're getting a silver medal game. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions.
All right, level two. Game time decisions. I still can't believe the Yankees choked with the bases loaded, nobody out. Pretty pathetic. But hey, it is what it is. We'll get back to some NFL preseason football a little bit uh, later on. We'll try to track down uh, Ben Kramer. Now, Ben Kramer's article is up over at uh, DailyRoto.com. And there's a picture of a van down by the river. (laughs) Of course, uh, the uh, famous uh, Saturday Night Live uh, skit. This is a great one. Matt Foley. He ended up living in a van down by the river. He falls through the table. <laughs> That's what got him the Saturday Night Live. Oh, uh, yeah. He was a great uh, comedian for, uh, like, all doing, like, crazy stunts. Through tables, for, uh, walls, all that type of stuff. You got to take one for the I think team. he was a Second City guy out of Chicago. It's like Second City out of Toronto and Second City out yep. of... Uh, but, yeah, I saw his audition tape uh, for Saturday Night Live, and that was that was the character. <laughs> They caught him the gig. You're going to end up living in a van down by the river. He did it better on Saturday Night Live, though, yeah. because that's the thing, though, you know. To be like that, you you got to be authentic, right? Like, for him to be funny like that, like, he sort of needed to be high on blow. And and it's kind of sucks, but that was his shtick. Yeah, exactly. Like Sweating, he, excessive craziness. Like, let's be real. Walls, like, tables. Like, I like Drew Carey better, fatter. Yeah, he well, freaks me out skinny. Don't you understand something? When fat people go skinny, they lose it, man. My girlfriend and I talk about it all the time. Every fat guy who is funny who turns skinny gets serious. Yeah, it's like a like band. I'm watching Drew Carey on The Price is Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, where's Bob Barker? Like, go like I know he's I, all serious. No, about it's, it's, it's like, like look, a joke. Dude. Yeah, this yeah. chick from Nebraska is basically jumping on you. He's hey, you're like, come on, man, it's a game show. Be happier for the people. I got to be honest with you. I don't like. I don't like he's most a, of that. He's that a. Show. Um, He's a strange fit for the prices, right? I think so too. It just doesn't. You need like for it a should game be show somebody guy. like happier. Yes, you know jovial. what though? You know what though? In today's day and age, in the, in the Me Too movement, it wouldn't work anymore. Like Richard Dawson would get like uh, fired. Well, he sticks tongues down. Should be like, throats, dude, yeah. yeah, you tried to French kiss a chick like you don't know. Like she's a contestant on a show. You lunged at. You're on the Family Feud. He attacked me in and the he, green room. He'd do it though in front of the husband. Oh, I know. He'd be like, oh, you got a lovely wife. He'd reach in. <laughs> He'd, like, slow kiss the wife and, like, sort of, like, give her this You're look. Right. Like, yeah, the husband would be on the set, like, looking at him. What the hell are you doing, yeah, Dawson? Like, he, what's he, going on The husband's here? a ghost to him. He just yeah, yeah, care. like, he didn't care. Like, oh, lovely daughter, right? He'd be all, like. <laughs> he was a he was a creepy greaser, though, but he was a lot of fun. You're right. He, the, old, the old guys, you can't it get was away epic, with that though. stuff anymore. Like, uh, during, what was it, the end of the price, uh, at the end of uh, the family feud? They have, yeah, you yeah. know, when they stand up at the end. Yeah, and they're all around. Yeah, and arms like, around. Yeah, like he always like he'd have his like his arm around like the hip. Yeah, like right around the ass. Kind of a little bit. Yeah, he'd be like, "All right, Jennifer, a lot of pressure here. Yeah, what did you answer?" Survey says, and he'd be all gropey. <laughs> you know what's amazing to me is Bob Barker actually banged all of Barker's beauties. He actually, really? He didn't know that. Every single one? I'm pretty sure. I don't know about that, Marancy. Yeah, really? I think I think he uh, the one I the one my the favorite red, the one, redhead. Yeah, I was a big fan of Holly. So did I. I liked Holly too. I know. Ginger I don't think, like gingers. I don't think he uh, did Holly. Did Bob Barker? Bob Barker sleep? Oh, he did, dude. With all his ladies, with all of Barker's beauties. 
Barker. Slept. What? Barker's beauties. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there we go. Barker's beauties. Yeah. Price is Right Lawsuit, The Shady Side of Bob Barker by Nikki Swift, Barker's Beauty, Price is Right Models, Shoes Show for Sing. What the hell is all this? all 2011. No, no, Bob Barker was getting it, getting it on backstage. Sex scandals nearly killed Price he is was, Right. He was uh, doing more than just talking into that skinny mic he used. <laughs> God knows where that mic's been. This is the worst article. The price is creepy. Bob Barker's sexual harassment greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. No, you you didn't it? know this? Yeah, no, I, I didn't know he was that this creepy. Is, yeah, I told him. Oh, wow. All right. So, yeah, yeah. Accusations of sexual harassment leveled at him by Diane Parkinson, a model yeah. who worked. She was like the star. Yeah, she was. Diane, she was the one. She her, Holly was around a while, too, but Diane was like yeah, the, Diane the, was the, she was the lead one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Um. I think any man would find it difficult to talk about his sex life with the press, Bob Barker says. But this is what I have to do. I never thought it would happen to me. I'm 70 years old. The sexual revolution in my life came when I was out of ammunition. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even know what to... That was awesome. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a sign of Bob Barker you didn't know. <laughs> They say, well, not uh, he wasn't quite out of ammunition. There's no disagreement over whether Bob Barker, a widower since 1981, and the unmarried Parkinson had a physical relationship. Okay. Nor is either party contending that love had anything to do with the liaisons, that by Barker's account took place at his house, at her Sander, San Fernando Valley apartment, and his dressing room. Ooh, the dressing room. At the Price is Right Studios in Los Angeles. At issue, rather, is whether Parkinson's involvement with Barker cost her $120,000 a year job. Parkinson claims that she had sex with her boss only because she feared losing her job. All right. Um, she then quit in 1993. She asked for $8 million. Oh, well. That's steep. That's a lot of money. He worked there for 18 years, and he won $8 million on the yeah, way out. yeah. So you say if you're on the jury, you're so you're on Bob Barker's side so far? Not really. No, no. I'm, I'm always for. I don't think guys Barker be responded on uh, with a press conference in which he challenged Parkinson to sue him. She's not telling the truth. I think it's an injustice to the women who really do suffer when a woman files a cynical lawsuit for personal gain. Uh, Parkinson receives a thousand dollars a week still, cash for life uh, from the show as part of a severance package. Not bad. Yeah, I don't know how long. It wasn't for life though. All right. Uh, <laughs> others say that uh, others say that Diane Parkinson enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. She liked to be with Bob. She told other other prices right beauty. She told me that she had been so straight laced her whole life that it was time to have some fun and some hanky panky. <laughs> Hanky panky. Yeah, I like hanky panky. Who uses that term? Great old term. Yeah, no one uses hanky panky. Bob anymore. Parker doesn't even use that. <laughs> when he's got bullets. She in the volunteered guy. to provide the hanky panky. <laughs> actually, no. Bob Barker says this about her. Oh, <laughs> actually, it's not a. Right, some of the coworkers uh, on Price Right say they knew what was going on. Uh, she was extremely flagrant and ex extremely flirty and touchy touchy. Touchy, touchy. Said Bob Barker's hairdresser, India Ditto, was her name. Great, great. I was afraid of cutting her fingers because she had uh, had her hands on her hair all the time. 
On one occasion, Parkinson ducked her head under the smock, draping Barker and simulated oral sex. He turned red as a beat. Maybe it was a joke, but she definitely wanted everyone to know that they were involved. Yeah. Now I'm starting to lean Bob's way. Man. Why doesn't this happen to you? Yeah, how come there's no, like, uh... Because we don't do a game show. I don't know, is there any radio show groupies nah, out there? Right. No, nah, just dudes. Yeah, just dudes. We hang out with dudes. <laughs> nice dudes, but dudes. What a life Bob Barker had. Yeah, it sounds like he really, uh, yeah, he said he didn't have much ammunition left, but he still sounds like he's having a good time. Doesn't say he slept with all of them, though. No, it no. just says morally, it was a Parkinson's thing. No, no, not so, yeah, not not all of them. Yeah, her. Not all of them. But he was having sex in his dressing room before the show. That's cool, yep. I don't think Drew Carey's having sex before the show. Maybe with himself. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> There's like another another great job uh, for you, game shows. I like yeah. I like to sh- I'd like to host a game show. Come on down. Yeah, it's fun. Our main man. We got to get Clam Chowder on the line. I see he's tweeting away right now. He's tweeting. Yeah, it's like a tweet ambush. Tweet yeah. uh, tweet ambush from Clam Chowder. God bless Clam Chowder. Thanks for the kind words, uh, Clam Chowder, for the passing of my mother. So, uh, Chowder was a big fan uh, of my mother. They met. Yeah, we got to get Chowder on because yeah. Chowder is actually the only uh, person we know that's uh, appeared on The Price is Right. Great point. And his, the clip of him is amazing, like he's, too. He's actually spoken to Diane yeah. and Bob Barker. That's right. When they go Montreal. Montreal! He goes, like, it's a wicked clip. Like, we actually got to play it, Marenti. It's legendary. It's fantastic. It is great. It's amazing. We'll get, we'll get Clam Chowder on. We'll play it uh, when, when we'll get him to call in. Yeah, and we'll cool. get him, tell us the story. Well, I lived in Hollywood, and um, they used to beg me to go to the prices right. They have a hard time filling it up. Yeah, they want they need it filled. Like LA is not, especially now, they have a harder, harder, harder time. There's shows in Vegas. Um, we're going to be in Vegas next week. We should go. We should go. I'll sit with you. Even it'll be hilarious. Well, Price is Right. No. no, let's make a deal. I think the Price is Right's in Vegas too. Really? Yeah. Oh. Let's make a deal with, with Wayne the, Brady. Yeah. yeah. No, that you got to come with a costume though. We got to get dressed up. <laughs> you only get there like you can't show up as yourself. They give you the costume. Do they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought you had to like basically make it yourself. There's a few nut jobs that have that, their that own. they do their homemade jersey. No, no, version. dude. They they go around the casino and they just ask you. Kind of like wrestling. Want to be on the show? You want to sign? And yeah. Yeah. They give you the. They give you some stupid costume to wear. Oh. If they got a big enough one for me, Gabe, I'm willing to give it a shot. You're, you'd be able, like, you you seem like, not in me. Like, you know, like at games when they say, oh, I stand up for a T-shirt. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I want to give them the middle finger. I don't want your T-shirt. Screw off. I, I actually got hit in the face with a T-shirt once out of one of those guns. I wasn't too impressed. <laughs> so, um, what, at a, at a sporting event? Yeah. You guys shot the gun at you? Yeah, like, shot right the gun. You. It was yeah. so close. It, yeah. like, hit me. You're like, what, are you, what the hell are you doing, buddy? <laughs> So, um, yeah, but you strike me as somebody. I think you could get Wayne Brady's attention. I think I could, too. It's a small set. Like, oh, I've seen oh, it. It's very small. I I've know. seen it. Even on TV, you could tell it's tiny. It's like 100 people, 150 yeah, I, I'd people. be willing to take a chance. Come on, out of 150 people, like, yeah. you'd stick out to Wayne Brady. I think so. Wayne, you know. Wayne, come on, buddy. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm hey, telling you. I like to say hi to I everybody, think, all my friends here for the Fantasy I Sports think, Radio. I think, yeah, I think it'd be a, a crime if you don't do it, actually. <laughs> I think you could get on. Sure. Give me a costume. I'm ready to go. And I, I don't I don't want to piss it away and get zonked. 
That would really suck. Imagine I had a big prize and all you guys are come on, Cam, double it up, double it up. And then whir, whir, I'm sitting there with like a pig in a barrel of hay. That's, That's what happens. I think it's in Harris. Is it really? I'm going to look it up right, right now. Harris, uh, that would be, oh, man, that'd be so wicked. I didn't hear, I, that, let's make a deal. I'd love, to go, a game, deal yeah, I'd love to go on a game show. Have you ever been, so yeah, Clam Chowder's the only guy. You've never been on a game show. I've never been on a game show. Right, here it is. All right. Uh, let's make a deal. Ticket information. Harris. Yep. No, no, this is. Wow, they take three shows a day? Is it in Harris? Am I right? Yeah, it says, uh, let's make a deal on camera audiences. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, August, uh, the guy wants, there's three tapings, 9 a.m., 11, and 1. I'm looking at it right now. All right, here it is. So Over $7 million in cash and prizes were given away last season. That's an average of about 80000 in cash and prizes per day. This season could be your chance to win. Sign up now. Let's make a deal. Tapes three shows a day and has the best odds in town to win. Don't miss out. Make okay, a deal with Wayne Brady. Oh, this one's in Los uh, Los Angeles. Did they move it to L.A.? Yes. Damn it. It said Harris. Now it says L.A. Oh, Son man. of a bitch, because I like this. It says uh, audience members, bring random items in your pockets. Yeah, Wayne, yeah, that's what you got to do. They Wayne go, may ask for one, and if you have it, you'll yeah. win cash. It'd be great, like, if you bust it out like a bag of blow. <laughs> What do you have in your pocket? Okay. <laughs> you pull out. Wow. I got an eraser, a coupon for yeah. Circus Circus. What's in Cam's bag? bag? What's in Cam's bag? You pull out. <laughs> I got a two for one at the pizza place at Circus Circus. Krispy <laughs> Kreme donut, <laughs> Circus Circus. Uh, oh, 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 sorry. Like you have a little bag. Oh, 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 oh cover that up. Oh, you don't want to see that, Wayne. Look. <laughs> We actually would be a good day to play What's in the Bag. I got a lot Shut of weird up. stuff. Maybe we will there. after, yeah. actually. We got to go to L.A. All right, I'm a little bit disappointed. All right, what do, I think the price is right in Vegas, though, too. The price is right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I pre- don't know, Gabe. I thought I thought they taped in L.A., too. Uh, I'm not they used to. Here it is. Price is right live, Las Vegas. Still there? Uh, you know what? It's like a special uh, Las Vegas version with Joey Fatone. No, yeah, Joey Fatone. He's he, he's the real host, not me. From New Kids? Yeah, he's cheerier, though, actually. Oh, Joey, Joey Fatone, Fatone yeah. yeah. No, his last name's Fat One. If you put Fatone together, that's, it's Fat One. You're right, so that's why he's cheerier, told right? You. I told you, man. Don't, one thing about fat people getting skinny, I thought about getting skinnier. I don't want to lose my kind of, like, jovial ways. <laughs> it's like If I get skinny, I don't think things will go well for me. It's like me. bands getting sober. Yeah. Just, but you, you should for your life, but it's just you lose your edge. It's like comedians, it's true. Yeah. It's true, man. It's like, who's funnier? Like, what's a funnier story? Some guy telling you about a trip in Vegas yeah. over the weekend when he did an eight ball of cocaine <laughs> and a hooker? Or some guy that tells you, so I was making my smoothie this yeah, morning. Yeah. I, 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 I was using some coconut water. Yeah. <laughs> like I told you, like... Uh, <laughs> Sinbad was funny like that. I saw Sinbad in Vegas. I bet yeah, Sinbad's a bigger dude. And he was he was talking about that. He's like, man, I'm so boring. I got nothing to talk about anymore. Like, you know, he's like, I used to come here and do hookers and cocaine. He goes, now I go to IHOP. You know, it's like real, just like who's just <laughs> easy I, sort I, of. I, old I, guy enjoy, I enjoy that type oh, of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice and easy and smooth. Yeah, and it was good too. Like after, because I saw a lot of comedy shows. And a lot of times, like, they'd go too long and shit. It would be like, man, it was good. Yeah. You, yeah, you, like you, you got, you got to yeah. end it on a high note, buddy. Yeah, so. Uh, you told me Wayne Brady was pretty good, but he was clean. Uh, right? he, he was fun. He was, yeah, he's really talented. But, uh, yeah, Sinbad, man, once it got, it hit like 55 minutes an hour. And he goes, all right, 
He goes, I'm done because uh, he goes, I got to get out of here. And he goes, I got to go gamble a little bit. I go to bed earlier. And he goes, I'm sure you're all done and, you know, want to go gamble. So he's like, <laughs> he the show. Yeah, he's like, all right, everyone. See him. And then he said, he, he said, feel free to come up and say hi to me at the slots. Yeah. And there he was at the slots after. I liked it. I like Sinbad more and more. Probably part of the deal. After the show, you got everyone into the casino. <laughs> Because he said, hey, I'll be at the slots. See you later. <laughs> Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. At only two years old, Owen was diagnosed with aplastic anemia and urgently needed a bone marrow transplant to survive. Fortunately, an anonymous donor stepped up, and today Owen is a happy, healthy five-year-old. Unfortunately, there are many other patients who still need a bone marrow transplant. 60% of them won't be lucky enough to get a second chance at life. You can change that. Join DKMS in the fight to delete blood cancer today. Register at DKMS.org. Taylor Stevens says uh, there is a Price is Right at Bally's. Really? We should go. Don't you think? Here it is. uh, The Price is Right game show, Las Vegas. Yeah, Bally's. How many tapings do they have? Is it just uh, one? It's like looser and funner. I, mean, yeah. I see the reviews here. It's not like the normal game show, but it's fun. You have more chances to win. Someone else is bitching that they thought it was the Drew Carey was going to be there, and it was Joey <laughs> Fatone. I want to see. I prefer Joey Fatone. <laughs> oh, this would be pretty cool. Jerry Springer hosted it in Vegas. Oh, amazing. That would be yeah. cool. <laughs> the former mayor of Cincinnati oh, in yeah. Vegas. You know he'd do good, too. Oh, Springer would knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. You, you know yeah, you know Springer would, would be funny he'd in bring, Vegas. He'd bring his A game. Yeah, hosted a pre- He'd, like, he gets it. Yeah. He'd be cracking, like, cheap sexual jokes with the yeah. chicks. And, like, Taylor Stevens says she was in the audience. How did you not get selected? That's a good point. It's impossible, Taylor. Like, how, how would you not get yeah. selected? Like, I'm telling you, like, Cam Cam will get selected. If Taylor didn't get selected, it may, must be a lot harder than we think, Moretz. Las Vegas game shows. What else is going on there? Yeah, I don't know if the... We never do any of this stuff. I know we don't. We get wasted and we hang out with the sports boy. <laughs> there we go. I did this when I lived there. Like, yeah, you know, I had a girlfriend, yeah. but I've never... Yeah. If you got time... Like, we always these say we're going to do this no, These that. are things you do when you're there for a long time. Not on a quick little ding-ding <laughs> trip, quick trip. Because you know what happens I always once wanted, the booze gets flowing. I wanted to do that uh, that CSI thing where you solve the crime. Oh, that's, I love murder mysteries. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they have a CSI. What, is it a dinner? No, no. It's like it's in the MGM, I think. It's just, I don't know. You go into this, like, warehouse. And, like, basically, you got to solve the murder. And they basically, like, give you the same type of DNA type things. And you're looking around for fingerprints on the wall, whatever. It's like the CSI crime experience. Wow. Lab. That sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. You can't be doing that one wasted. Like you got to bring, like no. yeah, you got to bring your mental saying. faculties. There. Yeah, it's not the type of thing where you're all drunk. Oh, it's just, ah, ah, here's the, <laughs> they'd be coming up to you, Mr. Stewart. You're stepping on a crime scene. <laughs> like you'd be around. What's this? Yeah, uh, what's real? Yeah, I put the blood on the other guy. Yeah. I'd be claim. I'd be bitching. This ain't real. Come on, it doesn't even look real. <laughs> 
No, that does sound cool, man. I'd like to do something like that too. That sounds amazing. I'd, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, we never do. You're right. We never do. Like, I didn't, I didn't even go to shows when I'm there. Like, I don't know. Like, what do I do? I drink and gamble. That's what I do. <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing, actually. You're right. I like, at least you've seen Wayne Brady and stuff. Like, I don't think I've seen one show. Actually, I saw a show at the D and it sucked. This guy had like a rubber ducky and stuff. Quack, quack, quack. Like, it was just like a real, it was like a hack comedy show. And it was, uh, it was awful. I got, I got with my comps, I got a dinner and uh, a dinner and a show. And the show was horrible. Yeah, I saw horrible. I saw Penn and Teller. Oh, that would have been cool. Uh, Kathy Griffin, Sinbad. <laughs> Kathy Griffin, Sinbad. Wayne, was, Wayne Brady. That was Kathy Griffin. She was actually probably yeah, she the brought, best. She one. brought it. Yeah, I you know what, and I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, and um, I went because of a woman, obviously. All right, uh, so I go in and. Um, like Nebraska was playing Michigan or something too that night, so I wasn't. It was bad timing. Yeah, like it was just the whole. Yeah, you wanted to be watching the game. So I was in a sports book before having a couple of drinks, and I was like, "All right, all right." She's like, "We got to go in." She's starting now. I was like, yeah. "All right." All right. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm like, "Yeah, all right." I'll go into the theater now for Kathy Griffin. Uh, Kathy Griffin opens up the show, and uh, she comes out and she goes, uh, "I want to thank everyone for coming out here tonight on this Saturday night." And she goes, uh, "How many?" She doesn't use the politically correct world, but she's like, uh, how many gay people are here? And it's like half the crowd, right? She goes, thank you, thank you, guys. I love you guys. You know, basically, gay people love her, right? So she's like, yeah, all the gay people. She's like, "Uh, how many straight, uh, how many just straight people are here that are fans of mine? And uh, straight women that are fans of mine. So it's all these, you know, people clap and whatever. (laughs) And she's like, all right, and how many of you dudes are here? Just because you don't want to be here. And she knew the game. She goes, you'd rather be in the sports book watching Michigan and Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, that was you. Right? And then a couple of dudes are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they start laughing. Kind of like she breaks the ice. And then she, then she goes right into it, man. She goes, you know what? She goes, for all you girls that dragged your man away from the game tonight, I want you to suck his dick. And she goes, I don't even care if you do it right here, right now. But she goes... You think that he wants to be here watching me? She goes, you better give him the best blowjob that he's ever had in the hotel room after this. And how do you not like the chick yeah. when she opens up the show like that, right? You like, you like her style. Yeah, and like at the end, she even went back to it. Remember, ladies, you owe these guys for this. And, uh, yeah, she was actually funny as hell. Like she talked about, like, uh, she did like the CNN, Anderson Cooper, New Year's <laughs> Eve things. So she was like, like just... <laughs> Like, really, like, uh, behind-the-scenes stories. Like, she goes, Anderson Cooper wouldn't like me to tell you this, but, you know, he wears a lot of makeup. <laughs> like, she's, like, ripping Anderson Cooper, but in a sort of a rose-type way. And, you know, she goes through, like, celebrities she's mad. She makes fun of them and stuff. But uh, Nice. Yeah, she was actually pretty funny. She was actually pretty funny. Penn and Teller, I was a little... I was a little underwhelmed, Penn You're and not a big magic guy? Nah, you know what? It was okay. It was, yeah. it was it was good, but it was like a fast show. It was kind of expensive. I got a picture with Buddy after, though. The Penn big, the, or Teller? The guy that talks. Which one's who? Uh, the bigger, the fatter guy with the glasses? Yeah. Who wears those little specs? Yeah, that's is, that, is that Penn? Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I don't know the difference between those two. I don't I, I really I never, don't. I, I don't know either. Like, Penn I've seen him live, but I can't tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's Penn. And that's Penn Gillette. That's him. Yeah. Teller's the guy that doesn't talk. 
Yeah, the, the the smaller dude. Yeah, he doesn't talk at with all. The big forehead with the receding hair. Yeah, yeah he that never guy. talks. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't. Uh, he's talking on a panel here, but you're right though. A he's talking of, on a panel. Yeah, Penn and Teller fool us. Magic is real. Da, 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 no, da, no, da, no. I bet you he's not talking. I've never okay. seen that guy talk. Okay, I don't have sound. I'll watch it, but uh, we'll we'll see if he's. It's like talking. kiss with the makeup. <laughs> it's like kiss with the baby. Yeah, yeah, like in the old days. I don't think he's ever spoken. Really? Yeah. Huh. Really? I, I, I didn't know. I, yeah, this is just stupid. It's some just people going through their magic tricks and stuff. Yeah, I don't think he talks. I was looking for that. No. So Buddy does all the talking. No, I'm saying yeah. I don't think he's ever talked before. Like, ever. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody out there could tell us. No, I... Nick says the Vegas Price is Right show is a random uh, draw. The TV version is the one that the producers pick. All right, so it's random in Vegas, huh? Yeah. You Did you sort out your plane ticket situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. what was the deal? Uh, a lot of stuff. <laughs> Passport number. We're going to Vegas next week. Passport numbers. Yeah, there was like I think there was a digit off. Well, they because they knew me from whatever because I didn't do the ticket. Lisa did the ticket. And you don't there have to there put were some your mistakes. passport numbers on. Yeah, no, yeah, it said full name, gender, and passport. There was three big uh, things. Yeah, Cam. Uh, last night, I've already been flagged. Like I don't know what's like, going on pretty, here. Pretty I, I don't. I don't. I don't have a criminal. Right. Like I don't understand why I'm all going jumping through hoops. The last time, the last time I went there too. Uh, I got electronic. Remember when we went on that other trip? Uh, you went right through the line. Yeah, I, better, I went into the electronically fit. You don't want to be around me in the airport. I better not get the same thing, but I see Cam last night uh, said uh, he got a, a message from the airline and said, uh, you can't fly unless you, yeah. you confirm some certain information yeah, with us. Yeah, I didn't like the way that one started out. And, uh, yeah, now they're asking for passport. I don't know. Maybe you're on the no-fly list after all. Yeah. Maybe that, that Cam Stewart dude in Texas is still wanted. Yeah, I bet he is. Let's bring in uh, the, the guy in the van down by the, the river. river. Evidently, well, we got cell phone service from uh, down by the river. Ben Kramer yeah. steps up and in. DailyRoto.com, uh, Ben Kramer. You can read his CFL DFS uh, breakdowns uh, on the uh, the CFL page. Hey, Ben, how you doing? Good. It's a wild week trying to write articles from the van down by the river, but it's working out all right so far. Yeah, so is that picture on Daily Roto, is that actually your van? Is, is that no, like your no van? No, no way. <laughs> I thought it was. We were hoping it was. We were hoping it was. We were, we were hoping it. Yeah, we were like. It That'd would be, be amazing. It would be pretty cool. Okay, so we were bringing this up earlier. Uh, CFL football, um, I don't know. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it, Ben? It, the CFL never plays on Saturdays and Sundays until college football and the NFL is back. I've never understood that. But, I mean, just play the damn games on a Thursday and a Friday nights all yeah, the way through with exactly. a couple of exceptions uh, here and there. But uh, nevertheless, let's jump in uh, right now and uh, and talk about this uh, CFL card. Should be, um, you know, there's some interesting games. Uh, Winnipeg has been humming along, specifically at home. And, um, you know, the circus continues in your backyard. So Deron Carter plays cornerback. They, they wanted him to play linebacker. And now when it's all said and done, they end up uh, letting him go. It's kind of a train wreck of a year, man, for the, for the riders. But... Let's jump in uh, from from a DFS perspective. Highest scoring projected game on the board is Ottawa and Winnipeg, the first game off uh, the board. What's your take on this one? Yeah, it should be interesting. Like, it's going to be difficult for Harris to get a whole lot of traction, it looks like. Ottawa's got a pretty good rush defense. 
but most of Winnipeg's offense runs on the ground. So it'll be interesting to see how they try and put things together when that's not going to be the easiest sledding for them this week. The game I'm looking most forward to here is, we got to admit where we were wrong, Cam, is Travis Lule. I like Travis Lule. This guy, like the spark that he's provided. He's been good. It's just totally changed the dynamics of the British Columbia Lions. And then you get the Argonauts. Who, you know, Bethel Thompson struggled in the first half of that game, and then they, they had that epic comeback. They've been off since. What are you expecting? Like, the Argos, man, have been a really tough team to to predict how they're going to play. They've had another bye week right now. What are you expecting from the Argos in the Lions game, Ben? Yeah, it's going to be a tricky one. Like, the thing is, trying to project a guy like Bethel Thompson when he's got such a small sample size to look at. It's hard to know for sure what to expect. So the math says it looks pretty good for him because BC gives up a lot of big plays on defense. He projects to be our second-highest quarterback on the slate. But that's a pretty shaky projection in all reality just because we don't have too much info to work from with him. When you look at Lille on the other side, Toronto gives up the most yards per attempt of any passing team. So Lule should have a whole lot of room to work with and be able to chuck the ball downfield to some of those guys who've been able to run this year. It's going to be a matter of who's going to catch those balls, whether it's going to be going back to Arsenal again after he had a big play to start the last game and then went to sleep, or whether it's going to be a whole bunch of Kevin Elliott like he turned into the target of choice last week. I got to believe, Ben, with uh, uh, Johnny Manziel not playing. Uh, Edmonton, are there going to be a lot of uh, highly owned guys there. You pay up for Riley at uh, 11700 here. It's going to be interesting, too. And Adams is going to be real, real cheap because uh, all the hype with Johnny. And, uh, you know, he, we don't know. Some, he's not going to be Adams. We don't know if Adam. I don't think Adams is healthy enough to play. I don't, Who's going to be the quarterback for Montreal? No, right now, it looks don't. like it's going to be Antonio Pipkin. Yeah. They're starting a hobbit at quarterback. <laughs> Settle down. He, he was like the Division Two player of the year. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a guy who's going to run a lot. So yeah, at a guy who's going to be $6,000 at a starting quarterback spot, if he runs eight or ten times, then you know what? You could get value out of that pretty quickly. But it's certainly going to be a low ceiling. You can't expect a whole lot of scoring. And the really tricky thing into that game is it might not even play. Yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, they've got all the smoke forest the fires. The smoke up because of the fires, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. They had to move practice inside the last couple of days, and they're looking at just outright canceling the game. And we won't know that until sometime Saturday afternoon, probably after the slate's already started. So the air quality. Everybody wants Eskimos. And it's going to be tough to play them with a whole lot of confidence until we know for sure whether that game will even go or not. Because once the contest starts, DraftKings doesn't care if your lineup has a whole bunch of Eskimos in it. Those are just yep. zeros for you if it doesn't play. Yeah, Great point. Very, very... Uh, got to be on top of that one. Yeah, you got to watch out and uh, maybe ignore it and just play the single-game showdown uh, for that and not uh, not not put it in the uh, in your tournament uh, play. So uh, we got Calgary and Saskatchewan. As I mentioned, you know, the circus continues uh, for Saskatchewan. You know, the -the off-the-field drama uh, continues. You get Calgary. These two teams just played seemingly a couple of games ago on a Saturday night in a similar situation, actually. So I guess now this time it's Sunday night. But the point spread was basically the same as well. And I'm not really sure there'll be any different result this time around, to be honest, Ben. Yeah, I think probably we're expecting the same kind of result for final score, but I expect the Riders probably won't get their doors blown off quite as quickly as they did going down 24 nothing in that last game. 
I expect they'll come out and make a little bit better showing of it and actually play some football in the first quarter. But in the end, it's hard to like anybody from the Rough Riders offense a whole lot against that Calgary defense. Trey Mason is only around 5,000, and he could be a punt option at running back for you. But other than that, I don't think you can possibly like any of those receivers from Saskatchewan against that Calgary defense. I was, I was going to ask you guys about Trayvon Van. He's been slipping into the Van, uh, BC Lions offense a lot more, and he's really cheap as a punt single at 5400 bucks. Yeah, we'll have to see who gets the starting nod there. It looked like Jeremiah Johnson was back in practice this week for the Lions, and if he plays, that'll probably put Van to the bench again, and you're going to get Jeremiah Johnson at around 6800 instead of Van. So you just have to keep a look at the uh, depth charts as they come out in the next couple of days and figure out which one of those guys will be an option. I think the BC BC Toronto game is going to be higher scoring than people. I think. agree with you, as, as you mentioned. Yeah. You know, the Toronto Argonauts, their defense is pretty mediocre. It's it's worse than mediocre. It sucks. Like yeah. uh, their second their secondary is terrible. <laughs> yeah, there there's holes all over the place. They're not there's no cohesion. They they just cut one of their star linebackers today. It never ends with these guys. Um, they don't get a pass rush, and they can't tackle. But other than that, they're great. Uh, <laughs> but, that, they're all professionals. <laughs> yeah, but you know they've had they've had a bye week here, and I just think the Argos offensively. I think Bethel Thompson can get the ball to to the, to the skill position players. I really do. I mean, he's not going to yeah. be perfect, uh, but I think there's going to be some points in this game. So with that Montreal Edmonton game being the way it is, and remember, guys. Montreal were monster underdogs once in a similar situation, and it went to Calgary, and it was a low-scoring, ugly game. Like, the Alouettes are, might not be good, but they, they were 20-point dogs. Once yeah. in a while, they have, like, you know, last week they were getting 14 points. They slowed the game down. They, they made it beat an ugly game. You know, the, so yeah, they, they have weird ways to cover. Yeah, they do. Like, they just kill the clock. They get a cheap, like, run. Sutton pops a big one. They kick yep. a couple of field goals. But, you know, I'll stay away from that game. I'm going to sort of focus in on the BC-Toronto game. Because I think I think the casual players get to load up on Ottawa and specifically Winnipeg players, uh, Ben. Yep, uh, I think a lot of people are going to want Edmonton, and if it doesn't play, you better be ready to late swap pretty quick because there's a lot of people who don't adjust their lineups after they set them. If you're on top of things, there will still be opportunities to swap to some other plays, but it's going to be Nick and Top trying to figure out whether that game goes or not. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Marenzi. I could see Toronto with that week off and, and versus Lule. There's going to be points in that game. I, I like, I like, I like exactly where you're going. Hey, Ben, thanks, thanks for the time. Ben. Stay yeah, safe in event. All right, take care. DailyRoto.com. Check out all. I get all your CFL DFS coverage. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Yankee game still pissing me off. I'm, every time I look at this Phillies game, they're 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 they score the other game. What is it? Five four Good now. Call last night, you had the Phillies against yeah, the Red Sox. I had the Phillies. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got to be honest with you, Marenzi. I'm concerned about the survivor pool more than the individual yeah, games yeah. because of the pot. And uh, right now, it's getting down to the nitty gritty. There's bad teams. Like you can't pick uh, the the. the the world beaters anymore. I can't take the best teams. I can't take the Red Sox, the Indians, the Astros, all these teams, right? I got to go to the bottom. Like the Phillies were the last kind of decent team, and then it's going to get real ugly. It's going to get, as Mark Lawrence says, the dregs. I'm going to have to pick up some uh, real losers, and hope, hopefully it works out. We'll see. All right, we want to remind people um, you can still win two tickets to a World Series game. This year's uh, World Series, we're giving away more World Series uh, tickets right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, this time it's to the winner of a free uh, DFS baseball contest. The contests are sponsored by DKMS. They're looking for your help in a fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. Well, 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families. 70%, nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on strangers to donate. Find out how you can help the cause and win 2018 World Series tickets playing free daily fantasy baseball by going to dailyroto.com slash DKMS, the dailyroto.com slash DKMS, your ticket to the World Series and someone's ticket to life. Now, uh, speaking of baseball, we've got a couple of uh, couple of baseball things I want to get to, actually, including uh, last night, Acuna, which we got yeah. screwed because we had him in our lineup. Yeah, can you believe that shit? Like, they're just trying to yeah. him. Hey, I'll tell you something, too. Yeah, Urena, what he did, and, and the best was afterwards, eh? Oh, I didn't, I don't know where my pitch is, dude. Yeah, did he, you know? You got control, yeah. Did you know? Is, there's that, no need. There's no need to do that to him. That was, that, was his, that was Bush League, man. That was his fastest pitch of the year. Yeah, he, at at Acuna, he hit like the highest on the radar that he hit all year on the first pitch in that game. Ninety-seven point four miles an yeah, hour, right into his elbow. And the thing is, too, exactly. You want to hit the dude? Whatever, man. You hit him, and listen. You know, I'm old school. Don Drysdale is one of my all-time favorites. And Don Drysdale said that uh, he would never intentionally walk someone. Why waste uh, three pitches? Just hit them. All right, so I get it. But, if you you know, first off, hitting him in the first pitch of the game is just sort of brutal. Yeah, I mean, what is this, like? Slap shot. I know. Hockey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Urena should like be my playing. uncle. Yeah, exactly. It's like my uncle in, in, the, w, in the WHA. Um it's just, it's just Bush League. It's just, you know what I mean? Get it's like, the guy atta- out. It's like attacking a guy in the pregame skate. You give him a cross yeah. check to the face. Yeah, right? like, you know, but on, the man. thing is, if you want, if you want to send a message in the first thing, whatever, man, you throw high and inside out. I agree. Pitch. And he can get out of the way. So you basically say, listen, dude, we're tired of you hitting home runs. You know, we're gonna make you. You can't crouch the plate anymore, right? But to hit him in the spot that he did, like you said. Even in the back of the ass would have been better. For sure. And he knew exactly where he was throwing. It was first pitch of the game. He, he knew exactly what he was doing. Throwing it, like you said, man, right at the elbow, right at the wrist. He could have broken a guy's wrist. Yeah, he's lucky the The X-rays. Marlins are a piece of shit franchise. They're a disgrace and embarrassment to baseball. They always have been. Um, I don't know why they get away with the crap that they do. They should just contract and be sent to Montreal and get it over with. Here's another thing about when you when you do this. Derek shit, Jeter, Derek Jeter in his headquarters in like the Cayman Islands yeah, and stuff. That's right. Like Mar- box. Yeah. Well, you, you pissed all over Marlin, man. The only guy who cared about the organization. Here's the thing. So you're a Urena. What do you get? Well, oh, oh, if he gets five games, it's one start. 
It's see, that's the thing, Gabe. There's no justice for what's going to happen. You know, here. though, that he it's, can, bu- it's a bunch of crap. His, a, his record, gonna, he's he's going to play, but his record actually of homering in five straight games continues, though. That's right. He doesn't. Um, it doesn't count as an at bat for him, or it doesn't count as, as a well game. as well. Yeah, he it got was beat. the first pitch yeah, he got yeah, hit yeah, exactly because I saw the Braves. The Braves were pissed on Twitter last night. They were tweeting the Marlins. We hope you know that his streak is still going, anyways. Yeah. And they, they they showed the rule. They said by rule, like his next at bat will be his next game still, since he got plunked on the first pitch. Listen, if this is, if it was the Red Sox and the Yankees, or it was like the Giants and the Dodgers, or basically like the Mariners and the A's right now, if it was teams, if it was teams who were. Battling, hunts. yeah, they don't like each other. It's like, dude, screw you, yeah. and like you were rivals and whatever. You can get us back after, but right now we're doing this to you, right? I get it. There was no need for it, dude. You're the Marlins, exactly. And the first you're like sixty game. games under five hundred. What's Ronald Acuna done to you? Yeah, nothing. You're the exact. The whole thing about it was it's Urena being a dick, and that's another thing and, too. And and the suspension is never going to match and, it because pitchers get away with it. And Acuna Junior, that's another thing too. He never really, like, it's not like he flipped his bat no, at he them. Do He's not stuff. showing no. them up or anything. No, nothing. Right? It's, you know, it was a bitch-ass move. It was a punk move. But I see now that Yasiel Puig gets suspended for two games for pushing the catcher the other night. First of all. That's a joke. He, he, like, the... Urena should be suspended. Yes. The problem is he's a pitcher. Yasiel Puig shouldn't be suspended. No, like he, he, got, he, should he, he got kicked out of the game. He should stop enough. trying to grab people with hands and masks and slap people and stuff, though. If you're going to be in an altercation like yes. that, think about your think about your body parts. That's the one thing about Puig. I'm like, what are you doing? I know. Well, he was, you know, we, that's I why. I know you get fired up, but you got to think about you your, li- see, your fingers. It was with Nick Hundley the other night. Yeah. He talked shit to they, they were talking. They were going back and forth in the batter's box, and, uh, and you could see Puig thought for a second. It looked like he wanted to punch him in the face. But, yeah, the dude's wearing, like, a golden mask. Yeah. Right? So it's not a smart idea, like you said, to punch the guy. So you saw he sort of wanted to punch him, and then at the last second, yeah. he shoved him in the chest instead, which is the smarter thing to do. Yes. But I don't see how that's two games. I wouldn't give two games Come for on. that. No, what I would he give. got ejected from the game. No, it's enough. No, I'd give you arena. 20. Well, that's steep. No, it's not. It's four starts. Think about it. You're taking out Atlanta, who's in a race, their best player. And you know what? If you don't start setting these pitcher pitcher suspensions higher, more than one start, these guys are going to continue to 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 being really good young players. Guys are on fire, and the fact that it's the friggin' Marlins who aren't even relevant in this thing makes it even worse. You have to send a message. Sorry, Morenci, I'm old school too. I like you know a good occasional fight now and then, but that was. More than a bitch move, in my my opinion. I think it was stupid. Acuna could have got hurt. He's having a special year. You got to give the guy a so, minimum four starts. And you know, so I look at 15, baseball. 20. I look at baseball. And Joe Torre's in charge of uh, discipline. I look at baseball here, and uh, see, don't get suspended for for being a white supremacist, racist, nope. Nazi loving woman hater. You don't get suspended. You get suspended for two games for pushing someone. Uh, did, you know, it's the Dodgers and the Giants, man. It's going to happen. Shit's going to get whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, yep. Dodgers are in the middle of a bit of a slump now. Giants like, hate Dodgers. Tensions are high. Everyone, it's, you know, it's getting real. That You know, it's like NASCAR embraces that stuff. As well, yeah. You know, NASCAR embraces it. And to be honest, you know, I actually thought that the Braves' reaction was pretty weak. 
I think they somebody should have just punched Urena. Yeah, after. that's what I would have done too. It was a lot. They came like, out. Say, say you're my hitter and I'm on your team. Yeah, and you have a streak going, and somebody beans you like that. I'm going out to the pitcher and knocking his teeth. You out. do it when you know you. It's but in the old days, a guy would know his role, right? It would be yeah. a bench guy. A starter doesn't do it. You don't want to lose a starter no. and get suspended. But it you know yeah. it used to be like that in hockey. That's right, Dave Semenko. Yeah, it was basically like listen. I know I'm going to get suspended for seven games because I'm about to jump off the bench here. <laughs> but but I'm going to beat the living tar out of this dude, and it's going to send a big-ass message. It's kind of like Atlanta. You're that uh, utility player, Pete Orr. That's your job. Yeah. You're, that's your job. Is when when your guy gets hurt, you got to punch him in the face. But they don't do that anymore. No, and don't. if you look, that's why like a guy like Topper Tuzzi, who was a star at the time, had to do it. Yes, he did. Because none of the other punks would do it, right? So there, he was like, all right, I'm the leader of this team. I'm the best player on this team. No one else is doing this. I'll do it. Right? So, and look what happened. Yeah, I almost went to jail. It could have just been easier if one yeah. of the goons just would have went after somebody else and it never would have went down the way that it did, right? Like, you know, I'm not I'm not some big pussy here that, and, you know, some people on Twitter last night, because when it happened, I said it was a disgrace. They were like, uh, like even our boy T-Bone's like, well, you don't like fighting in hockey and what, you're going soft, mm-hmm. Renzi? No, like I said, I don't mind plunking a guy. But it was not the time or the place. Not the first pitch of the game. And not a, not when you're on a crappy team. You don't have the right to complain if you're on the Marlins. You have the right if you're the Yankees or something. It's like, screw you, man. You're not hitting it. You know what I mean? If you're the Marlins, you don't have that right. And, you know, Donnie Baseball knows better. Yet uh, Donnie Baseball wasn't the one. And uh, they pretty much... They left Urena to dry on that. Yeah. Like Donnie Baseball said after, that was not ordered. Like that, that yeah. was that was, it was like, actually yeah. The Braves organization was, was saying that was one hundred percent on the kid. Yes. Like we didn't tell him to hit anybody. That's what they said. Yeah. They yeah. said, hey, we we have nothing against the Marlins. We have it against Urena. He's the problem right now. That was the thing. It was all him, Gabe. You know, but the fact of the matter is, a lot of these, um, a lot of the, um, like, where's Urena from? Dominican Republic. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't want to say it just yeah. – he could be – I'm pretty sure it's Dominican. I think so, too, but we'll double-check that for sure. It's like um, Pedro Martinez. When he rolled Zimmer? Well, that, yeah. I enjoyed it. I can't lie. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah, he's from the Dominican Republic. Okay, so exactly. Santo Domingo, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Like, like we, we we hit both stereotypes. Like we, so I'm just, I'm Santo just, Domingo, Dominican Republic. I'm just stating, yeah, I'm just stating that they're kind of hotheads, right? So you're going to get a hothead pitcher. There's a lot of Dominican pitchers, bro, that like will throw yeah. people. I know. <laughs> and look, where's Acuna from? The Dominican Republic. That's what we say. Santo Domingo? Yeah, it's just, uh, oh, where's Acuna from? Yeah. I don't know. Where, is he? Acuna. Bur- Venezuela. Oh, yeah. Venezuela. See, I wonder if he would have plunked him if he was a fellow Dominican. Probably. I don't know. I, I think Urena dances to the beat of his own drum, Gabe. I don't really think he cares about uh, the fact this guy's from La Guerra, Venezuela. I don't think he uh, gives a shit, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, he's, he's his own guy, right? But this is why, like I said, it's just... This is why, like, the Caribbean World Series is cooler than the World Series even. Like, the Caribbean World Series is off the hook. It's all Major League yeah. Baseball players, and they yeah. go back and they play. For, oh, and, like, they, these play, club and games. they work their ass off. Yeah, And it's the play. same thing. Like, they're beating each other. Yeah. And, like, like I said, they're hotheads. Right? So, 
you know, you can't control them. Like I remember, I remember with the Montreal Expos years ago, and uh, probably, probably one of the the craziest Major League Baseball players in, in the all time history of the game was Uger Thurbina. Oh yeah, and Uger Thurbina was on the Montreal Expos at the time. And it was a nasty game, man, with, with the Giants. And guys were getting hit left and right. There was, like, melting off in the dugouts. They were going back and forth. And Dusty Baker and Felipe Alou were even getting in. Like, it, it was, yeah. like, contentious. Everyone was melting off. And Uger Thurbina, like, hit somebody. And the Giant players started threatening him. Bad move. From the dugout. Yeah. They're like, we're going to get you, and you know what? This is serious. We're going to see you in the hallway after and type thing. And Felipe Alou, like, basically called timeout. <laughs> like, he he went up to, like, home plate, basically, and he called Dusty Baker over. And he said to Dusty Baker, he said, listen, you know, you and I, whatever, it's all good. But he goes, I can't control this guy. Yeah. And he said, this guy's serious, man. And he goes, tell your players, like, to stop baiting him because, like, he might try to kill someone after the game type thing. <laughs> like, for real. Uber Thurbina was, yeah, like, like, he was a loose so like, He was crazy. Uber, like, so Baker went back and told the guys, basically, listen, you know, Felipe just said, because they were like, what did he say? What did he say? <laughs> Dusty told them, Felipe said that this guy's insane and it might, like, try to, like, shoot someone after the game if we keep pissing him off. So Urbina's, like, staring them down and stuff. And the Giants backed off a bit. So then fast forward to another time in Montreal on a night in a disco club, a nightclub. One guy got, like, beaten into a near coma by Urbina and his brother. But his brother, like, you know, left the country right after type of thing. Got away, like, left, and they couldn't pin Urgeth Urbina on it. All right? So Urgeth Urbina's sort of reputation was was known as don't mess with this guy he did hard time and then you fast forward to he's so freaking hardcore and listen i'm not gonna lie i'm you know it's not easy for me to do these shows this week after my mother passed away but this this dude he pitched in a world series when his mother was kidnapped, kidnapped. Exactly. and was being held for ransom yep. and he pitched in the world series he pitched well too he pitched in the world series through it and he basically said it's in god's hands everything will be all right and his mother was all right after and then ultimately after he retired, or he wasn't, I don't even think he was officially retired. Sort of, he retired himself by doing this uh, back home. I believe it was in Venezuela. Um, back home, he, uh, he accused some workers who were working on his estate of stealing from him. And uh, he proceeded to tie them up yeah. and uh, pour gasoline on them yes. and uh, set them on fire. Until they confessed, <laughs> yeah, he did fourteen. He did fourteen years of hard time for that. Yeah, attempted murder of the the workers on the ranch. Well, he got sentenced to fourteen yeah. years. Yeah. I don't even know if this was fourteen years ago. It happened. Probably happened about, I'd say, about eight years ago. It, uh, it said uh, two thousand uh, two thousand five. He did this in two thousand five, yeah. huh? October two thousand five. The pitcher suggested the workers are trying to pay yeah, up their wealthy employer. He's free though. He's no, oh, yeah, no. He's out of jail now. Yes. Yeah, like I don't even think he went to. Like, did he go to jail? I think he might have went to jail for like four months or something. He said uh, he served seven and a half years in prison. He did yeah. really. Hey, seven and a half yeah. years. Oh wow. 
Yeah, he yeah, had for the attempt to murder five workers on his family's ranch in Venezuela. Yeah, what a crazy story this guy's he, got. He had anger and rage issues. Oh, big time. And uh, as we see, <laughs> as we see, oh it, my God, it, it, it panned out after. And it's crazy because we've told you the story about Esteban Loiza before, and he just got sentenced to life in prison um, for uh, cocaine smuggling, part of like a, uh, a cocaine cartel. Yeah, on the Mexican California border. Great, crazy-ass story there with uh, with Esteban Loiza. Went from just partying and drinking yeah, Corona. partying to trying to find Smuggling money. cocaine. Yeah, unbelievable. That's, yeah, this is, Uga, yeah, you, you used to interview Uga Urbina too, Gabe? Wow. He's, uh, no, uh, no. Because he didn't know, he didn't know English, right? No, um, I wasn't, uh, he got traded, like, before... Oh. Before I covered the team, what year did he get traded in? Traded if I looked in. at his thing, I think he could, I think he played for the Expos until what year? I'll look at yeah, up. and then he played. Uh, he played for the Phillies. He played for uh, the Expos. Uh, had to get rid of him because Tigers. Like I said, like everyone in the city sort of knew that he probably did nearly kill a guy in the club, and him and his cousin got or him and his cousin or brother got away with it. Yeah, exactly. Look. My career started, Cam, in 2002. Yep. He played for the Expos until 2001. (laughs) He left just before you got there. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He was on the Red Sox. Oh, yes, true. Game time decision continues.